Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details. It's a beautiful day. Hello listeners and welcome back to yet again another episode of the Beautiful Game Podcast. As always, I'm your host Budge and I'm joined by my usual co-conspirators Dot and Dej. How are we gentlemen? I'm good Budge man, how are you? I'm very well thank you, very very well. How about you Dej, how's it going? Yeah I'm very very good. This episode has been you know a long time in coming yeah. and I'm just happy that it's here. That's bring it. it on honestly um so 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 those of you that ha- that have listened to the previous episode you know we we alluded to the fact that we were going to have um you know a big episode for you for you guys this time round uh, it's a major major coup uh, for the for the um the platform and for the channel to to be able to welcome these two very special guests you know they've they've rubbed shoulders amongst Europe's elite they've played at the very very top level um so so it's it's going to be great to have their insight and their views on um, on the topics that we're going to discuss um, uh, across this episode. I just want to put a disclaimer out there right now. Unai Emery, if you're listening, <laughs> I've got a centre forward and I've got a winger for you, right? A wide forward. Listen, all that, my terms and conditions are 10%. That's all I want. <laughs> typical, so, typical Africa. <laughs> <laughs> so, so without further ado, man, let's let's welcome David Amu and Frank Nubel to the platform. Welcome, gentlemen. Doing, yes, man? happy nice to be to here, chaps. That's it, man. Thank you very much for coming. You know, we, we understand you guys are very busy you've got packed schedules um so we really appreciate you you know finding the time to come down um and join us um on, on the platform it's really appreciated yeah i just want to thank you guys for coming down i mean i've been messaging david trying to book in a date yeah. i know that you know in the league um championship league one league two it's a packed schedule tuesday to saturday wednesday to saturday it's a real grind so i appreciate you guys taking the time out to come yeah. and see us much yeah. appreciated yeah man it's a pleasure to be here yeah thanks definitely. thanks Great stuff, great stuff. Um, so I wanted us to open the discussion um, 
with a topic which seems to be at the forefront of all press and media currently. Now, it's obviously been uh, an issue that has been ongoing for years and years and years and years. And although there have been different initiatives and things uh, being done to see an end to it, it still seems as though we're still quite a way away from it actually being resolved. Um, you know, and, and I, I guess I want to just understand you guys' uh, perspective on, 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 on this particular topic, especially, um, you know, both uh, David and Frank who have played and I imagine, um, you know, may have uh, either experienced it themselves or, or been witness to it. Um, and that is the topic of racism in football. Um, and it just seems as though, yeah, especially in the past few months, there have been uh, uh, more and more regular occurrences of this in the game. Um, obviously, even this, this this past weekend, there's been a few occurrences. Mm. Uh, you know, the, 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 the recent ones that I'm also thinking about are the issues that um, Keane has had, had um, over in, in Italy with the even Italian this fans. Weekend, even, even this weekend, there was a Wigan player that got abused. A derby player that got yeah, abused. Yeah, the, the Wigan, Wigan player is my friend as well, Nathan. Nathan oh, Burner. Yeah, yeah, he, he got a message on um, online, I think there's Twitter. Yeah, it's terrible. And, and they it's did, terrible. They obviously said what they said, mm-hmm. which is obviously terrible, but that went viral. Mm-hmm. I think um, wow. the club have dealt with it. And I think they've I think they've arrested the, the, the person. I'm not sure mm-hmm. you can confirm that yourselves, but mm-hmm. like you said, yeah, after the Raheem thing that happened a couple of weeks ago, yeah. With England, a lot of things have just been popping up. It's come to light more mm. of yeah. late. So we'll see what, what everyone does about it. But obviously everyone has their own opinion about it. And even Wilfred Zahar as well, who's yeah. getting some mm-hmm. online hate as well. So these are all mm. problems that emanate in. And it's time for the top brass mm. and people at the top of the hierarchy in football to take action, action yeah. so we can clamp down on it. Yeah. So I mean, there, there, there will be people that will argue, though, that there, there are initiatives. Uh, being 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 run. There will be people that that have that argument. I mean, um, come so, on, all the mm. all the campaigns out there, they're all tokenism. Kick it out. Yeah. Say no to racism. What are they actually doing to mm-hmm. nip this situation in the bud? Mm-hmm. I'm no, sick and tired of mm, it. There's people that kick it out, like Troy Townsend. He's doing some good initiatives. He's coming out and saying what but needs to be that, done. Th- there's one thing saying and then there's one no, thing putting this into action and where the problem lies is that the people at the apex and the vertex of the mm. game mm-hmm. they're not they can't resonate to, to black and ethnic minority people mm-hmm. so these situations for example how, how many black referees are there in the Premier League? None the How many are in the championship? The last I remember was Uriah Rennie yeah. and I haven't mm. seen him for the past 10-15 years since yeah, he's yeah, gone yeah. why don't you get him involved in the game? And, and, when, and when his name was mentioned he's always been a joke really. exactly. not, not in a bad way that he was a bad referee or anything like that but anything any colour you saw of a ref or a linesman you, you there's some say sort his of name. irony behind and, it and that's mm. exactly it's, it's, it's irony it's, it's a bit it's, it's cheeky it's, it's shocking a, it's, on it's that. ignorant mm. but um, again like you said obviously people are doing work as they say they're doing work but I don't like to comment on something that I don't know too well of mm. so like kick it out stuff like that mm. I see the t-shirt mm. I see every now and again like two minute clip mm. on Sky Sports mm. and that's all I see I don't really see anything else until something pops up like the Raheem Sterling situation mm. And then all of a sudden they're on TV again. Yep. It should be done. <laughs> yeah. it, sh- it should be done Shocking. on a regular basis. I see. I see more stuff of, you know, there's Women's Day on um, Sky Sports, Sky Sports which yeah. I encourage because I got two daughters, so mm. I, re- I really like stuff like that. Mm. But then I don't see the the racism stuff. I see that only when something happens. Yeah. Yes. Do you know what I mean, I think mm. there should be more dedication to how we see it. People visually. need to be proactive rather than reactive. Correct. Mm. I, my 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 opinion on it all. I think is mainly stereotypes, right? Mm. So, 
when you see um when you think of a chairman you think of a white chairman that's what you think of mm-hmm. you yep. never think of a black chairman mm-hmm. so in your mind you're already thinking the chairman's gonna be white that's, that's how you it's yes. stereotypes right yes if a black player is not running or from my experience if a yep. black player is yeah. not running or I don't know, he's had a bad game and he looks like he's angry. We say automatically attitude. Yeah. yeah. That's what we say. Attitude and lazy. Yeah, yeah. lazy. That's, mm-hmm. a, that's the two things we hear straight away. When a, a white player or any other ethnic, uh, you know, any other colour skin, yeah. Yeah. you don't hear that. He's not at it today. He's not at it today. He's not at it today. He's had a bad game yeah. today. He's not on it. Oh, bad it's got a little knock. Mm. Yeah. Stuff like that. Or even, or even, let's say it's a, a different colour player. Yeah. Um, if where they'll call a black player got attitude they'll say he's like the jack the lad yeah, yeah. yeah. he's a he's a you know he's a yeah, funny guy yeah, yeah. Do you know what i mean they wouldn't describe it as he's got an attitude yeah, yeah. yeah. they'll yeah. just kind of you know what i mean that's just how he is you know yeah, yeah, he'll yeah. be all right you know what i mean yeah, yeah. i mean like, yeah. we just need to take care of him but you know it's not like it's, it's not, not the same, same. It's not yeah. the same. Not, i've seen plenty of players doesn't matter what people say it's definitely not the same but then again, I'm not going to say everyone's racist. I'm not going to say course, that. But again, it's, mm. in my mind, is is subconscious. You mm. you think it without knowing. Unconscious bias. Right, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's probably exactly, the correct yeah. term to use. Yeah. Mm. Right? And, and that, for like, me, in simple terms, I say stereotype. You can mm. stereotype people without even thinking about it. We all do it. Yeah. We all yeah. do it. You go to a corner shop, you expect to see a certain ethnic yeah. uh, group in there. Whether mm. they are or not, that's you, what, yeah. expectations is what we deal with every day. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's that comes into play with people who are actually racist. Not everyone's racist, obviously. Of course. But some mm-hmm. racist acts come with, oh, he's, he, that's a black player in the pitch. He's not running. He must be lazy. Mm-hmm. He must be, he's not on it today because he don't care about us. Because mm-hmm. then they, they, they see films is all about uh, black crime. And, you know, there's a lot yeah, of things of that course, in your mind, without you thinking that, you, that's what you think. Mm-hmm. Of I don't, course. If you know what I'm saying. Of course, of course 100%. Right. And, and I'm sick and tired of all these gimmicks. I mean, there's been talk of, you know, trying to implement the Rooney rule in football. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's done a decent job in the NFL, but mm-hmm. football is, is a separate entity. And I mean, okay, you implement that rule for a short fix, but do you guys feel that that would be the long-term solution to get black managers in top positions? Mm-hmm. Not for me, because the Rooney rule, for me personally, are you giving the interview because you have to, you know, follow this process or fill a quota, or do you generally want the black manager you get what i'm trying to say like for me the rooney rule is tokenism yeah okay we've done our job we've interviewed one black candidate that means everything is okay what do you feel there yeah like when you look at all these top positions at the fa at clubs there's no real ethnic minority people in those Mm. positions and you can't can't say that there's 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 not people out there that want that job of course course. people are not qualified of course for that job that's that's what frustrates me Mm. I, I always feel like there's someone capable of doing that job no matter white black or it doesn't mm. matter it needs to be the best man for Indian, the job it's the best person for the job mm. so that I seen an interview the other day on TV I think it was for the Brighton job so they're talking about uh, Chris Hutton okay mm-hmm. right and they're saying that they've, we've chosen the best person for the job yeah. it wasn't about his colour or whatever now they've even got the woman uh, coach I think she's she's mm. black as well yeah who she managed I think England, England potentially or I don't know uh, mm. but she's she's black in a way yeah and she con- she's the manager of the women's team there mm. so they've got two of uh of, yeah, of colored you know, people, of, of colored people yeah. There. yeah not to say that they're they're doing it for token obviously yeah. they're saying that they've chosen the best of person course. for the job mm-hmm. which it should be anyway mm-hmm. but my point is how come we've got 50 i don't know 120 teams and there's only one there's only one it's, and, it's terrible or, or mm. two or three maybe mm. chris powell was the manager at south End, for example mm, yeah I, c- I can name them on my hand he got sacked as well mm-hmm. he got and, sacked obviously I maybe results wise weren't mm, going great stuff mm, like that just like another person can lose their job mm, mm. but in my mind i'm thinking 
surely there's another candidate. We mm. keep recycling jobs to the same people. Oh, Big Sam, Alex all these managers, I'm sh- and, and of course they've done great things in their careers to earn that, that right. Mm-hmm. But we're recycling. Why are we recycling? Because at the same time, we're not opening our mindset to think someone else can do a good job. Now, whether that's he's black or white or not, but the population surely there's there's another guy out there mm. who's probably coloured and done an interview and been seen a, you know been put to the side whether they've done it on purpose or not but I think it all comes into play of what's in the back of your mind and I, I think, think that, it's that a wider issue as well when you think about it let's look at the politics world when you've got mm-hmm. Donald Trump he's yeah. encouraging these white supremacists and when you got Brexit now, you know, there's the mm. whole thing with the immigrants and stuff. Mm. And this is filtering through into society. Yeah. So people are coming into stadiums thinking it's okay to abuse players. Mm-hmm. And also, what's happened to the guy that abused Raheem Sterling? I haven't heard anything about him. What was the yeah. punishment? Yeah. The person that threw the banana onto the pitch at Bamiyang. What's happening? Yeah. So people are seeing this. Nothing's happening. So they're thinking, you know what? I can go on the weekend and I can abuse the players and nothing will happen. Mm. So where's the deterrent? Yeah. And I pray this doesn't happen, but I think it's going to take for uh, a black player or whatever to get attacked to on get the pitch attacked, yeah. Yeah, for yeah. there to be, you know, big change mm. because drastic mm. actions spark drastic changes. Yeah. So yeah. I just hope it doesn't get to that. But it seems that's the point where we're heading to. Look mm. at all these big institutions like TalkSport Sky. How many people work for those companies that are BAME? can't think of mm. many. Mm. You've got all these dinosaurs, like yeah, Gordon right, Strachan coming out, <laughs> yeah. Alan Brazil, Brazil on TalkSport. Yeah, they say racist things all the time. Mm. What happened? It's a slap on the wrist. Yeah. What, what so, happened to Lord Sugar? Lord Sugar, when he was abusing <coughs> the Senegalese team, saying they look like a bunch of beach sellers. Wow. Yeah. Nothing happened. Mm. He was recording The Apprentice the following October. Mm-hmm. BBC just gave him a slap on the wrist. Yeah. And this is meant to be a lord, someone at the very apex mm-hmm. of the society, Lord Sugar. You've yeah. got a lord doing this, so it's a but, free but, for all. But Raheem, Raheem, he buys a house for his sister and then he's, he's splashing. Mm. So it's ridiculous. Mm. I'll give you an example, yeah? You see um, Jamie Carragher. Yeah. yeah? Mm. The incidents he was involved in. Oh, the yeah. spitting, yeah. Right, yeah. spitting at the, mm. um, at the young girl or, or the family who was in the car. Of course, I'm sure there was things that went on, abuse, you know, vice versa, but there's no excuse for that, right? Of course. Everyone can agree on that. If Raheem Sterling done that, because his name has been used, I'm going to keep using his name because he's a perfect example and he's he's a perfect role model, I think. Of course. Mm-hmm. So if Raheem Sterling done that, for example, he'd be sacked. Of course. He'd be sacked for no, his job. And I really yeah. appreciate Jamie Carragher's output in football. Yeah, very Cause, good. Because I, I think he's very good, very mm-hmm. detailed. But at the same time, are we judging just because he was playing for Liverpool? Mm-hmm. Or are we judging it on the actual human being? Because that's who they judge when it comes to us, they judge the human being. Mm-hmm. And then the human being is, we're black. Yes. Do you know what I mean? That's the mm-hmm. first thing that comes to your mind. Mm. He's a black player. He doesn't care. He's got attitude problems. Mm. He's spending his money. He doesn't really care about yeah, everyone club, else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That's, yeah, that's, yeah. Let's not lie. That's what it is. Of course. Of if we're course. not going to hold back, that's the, that's the truth. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's, that's my example in my mind is the Jamie Carragher situation. If Raheem done that, what, what, what would happen then? Mm. Again, and Raheem, Sterling, um, Raheem Sterling came out in the medium and he gave out two classic examples I think Phil Foden yes, young player I'm bought a house yeah, yeah. Yeah, for yeah. his mum mm-hmm. the Daily Mail said oh Phil Foden buy his house for his mum right. then it was Tosin Adarabayo right. he bought a house for his family he's a oh, youngster who hasn't even played a game for City yeah. on £25,000 a week blah blah buy his house mm-hmm. for his mum I mean why are you giving the detail that we don't need to know with Phil Foden yeah 
he made mm. it look like it's normal. Yeah. Yeah. When it's a black player, he's splashing. He doesn't deserve it. Mm. What's he doing kind of thing. Mm. And let's not forget, people are reading these papers. So they're yeah. getting programmed in their head. Exactly. Mm. So people are going to be thinking, this is normal. Oh, black player, he don't deserve it. Yeah. Oh, he's on big money. Mm. He should be grateful. Yeah. I was even listening to um, some coverage on Callum Hudson-Odoi. Yeah. There were people in the press are oh, sign a contract blah 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 this and that saying mm-hmm. he should be grateful grateful for what he's mm-hmm. a top young these player, are the racial he? undertones that yeah. we're seeing yeah. and it needs to be nipped in the bud but as i said yeah. it needs to come from the very apex mm-hmm. there's very knowledgeable people of bme ethnicity in the game that deserve these roles but they're scared to take them because they know that they're not respected and you know people don't look at them in that light Mm-hmm. So they're scared to take on these roles. So I think drastic changes needs to be happen when people are being racially abused. Mm. Yep. But what I do mm. think is Raheem Sterling has like opened the door for everyone. So people mm. feel comfortable now coming Let's out and saying, I've abuse. been abused. Because mm. I think it's been going on for a long, long time. But black players are probably thinking, you know what, I've received abuse, but I'm not going to say anything. Nothing's going to happen anyway. But mm. Raheem Sterling came out and said, you know what, this is not okay. And this needs to stop. And I don't mind putting my career on the line. Yeah. And, you know, people followed through. So, yeah. mm. so I, I mean, we, we, we've definitely spoke at length about the, the under-representation of, of BAME candidates at the top level, mm. um, you know, in, in, in management, uh, coaches, uh, um, uh, referees, linesmen, officials, whatever. Um, but just a, a, slight, a slightly different take on the argument. So, obviously, we're, we're, we're calling for big institutions and, and the people, like you guys have said, at the apex to really do something about um, the, the, the issue. But doesn't it make it a bit more difficult for this really to be eradicated from the game when you have players who seem to also... Um, be in agreement with with, with, with with some of this stuff that's happening and and, and the, the first uh, fr- uh, thing that comes to mind is this issue that I, I, I mentioned before with um, uh, uh, Moyes uh, Keane uh, in, in Juventus mm-hmm. so Benucci has come out and he's said that he's um, also culpable 50-50. it's a 50-50 Butch. thing Butch. So, you're, so you're talking about players who are actually playing the game that also don't see the issue, that, 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 that the underlying issue here. They don't see it as um, completely down to the, the, the racism of, of, of the fans or whatever. And they're saying that the, 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 the guy is also um, partly to blame for it. Like, how, how can we get it um, removed from the game if you have players that are in agreement to a certain extent? Well, that first, makes sense? first of all, it's ignorance, yeah? Mm. Second of all, you've got to understand that Benucci is Italian, yeah? Mm. He's a pillar for Juventus. So whatever he says, his manager's going to back him. Mm. And when I went onto the Counter-Attack podcast, I said, until you get managers that support black players, we're not going to see change. Mm-hmm. Because what we're seeing on a weekly basis is completely unacceptable. Mm. And I was telling Dej offline that for this to be nipped into the bud, mm. there needs to be punishment. And people are saying that, oh, you can't punish people. Like, you can't punish a whole team because one person's messing up set a deterrent and punish mm-hmm. someone mm-hmm. and deduct points for that team and this will never happen again you get what i'm trying to say mm-hmm. once the people's pockets that are being fed are, are affected that's when action will actually take place because mm-hmm. it's unacceptable yeah i think there needs to be point deductions because everybody loves their football club yeah. i mean football is the most important out of non-important things mm-hmm. so if you punish the clubs people or clubs will be forced to do a vetting process 
on the people that enter their stadiums. Mm-hmm. And until there's such drastic action, we're going to start seeing this over and over again. Next mm-hmm. week will be someone else. And to be honest, it's sick and tiring. It needs to stop. But all these what? hidden connotations mm. like, oh, you can't punish a team because one person mm. set the deterrent and it, yeah. it won't happen anymore. And what's sad, what's sad for me as well, Juventus as a club haven't come out and made the statement mm. saying that they're disassociating themselves with what Benucci has said. Mm. It's like nothing's happened. So yeah. they're saying what, that this is normal. And, and it's why, not why normal. do you think this, this hasn't happened? A, Benucci, he's a legend in Italy. Allegri mm. is a legend in Italy. Juventus are the biggest club in Italy. They're gonna back their Italian man. Mm. You get what I'm trying to say, and but, that's why. We... But to be honest, Juventus like they're not a club with great class. I remember them getting demoted for match fixing, so mm. they're and not that's a club what, that sets and, the great standards. And, and that's the scariest part. People get demoted for match fixing, but when racism takes place, it gets brushed under the carpet. Mm. I'm sick of it. Okay, fair fair point. Um, so David, I want I want to bring you into this argument now. So now. Um, Dot and Dead are saying points deduction seems like uh, uh, and stadium uh, closures so wherever the noise emanates from you close that it. section of the stadium okay that's what I believe as well so fair point so, so, so we're looking at things um, at, at a club level but you know we're also seeing instances of racism internationally Mm. So when 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 England recently played Montenegro, Callum Hudson Odoi, Raheem Sterling, Danny Rose were on the receiving end of, of, of racist abuse. But you know when you're looking at uh, you know, things on the international stage, you can't really have points deduction, can you? So what would be the necessary uh, uh, punishment for international clubs? Now you can get points deductions because obviously they're then European. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So that will affect them in, mm-hmm. in that position. But, um, you know, closing stadiums, that stops them from yeah. getting some revenue. Um, I think it's just about educating people at this point. Definitely. Because yeah. um, I think we can do as much punishment as we want. Yeah. But if people aren't open-minded to yes. want to learn, yeah. yes. they're just going to kind of suppress those feelings at football mm. and still have those feelings. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And that's no good mm-hmm. if they're just suppressing it when they're at football for two hours a week. But for the rest of their week they feel these negative emotions yeah. that's no good so mm. I think it's just about educating people um, I'm not sure how we can educate them because mm. at times that's, next big thing. that's another that's big thing yeah. people aren't really open minded like mm-hmm. I think Dej was talking about um, a pundit on Sky Sports um, comparing a paedophile to racist abuse it's like mm-hmm. out of touch at, at this, yeah it's so out of touch and he used to be a he used to be a manager mm-hmm. so this is someone who used to make decisions on players mm. if that's how he feels on racism mm. how would he feel about black players if they came to him and said this is how I'm feeling about this mm. do you know what I mean so it's uh, it's just people being open minded mm. to want to learn want to be educated and um, trying to educate them really so yes I mean it's, it's, it's an interesting one because you know it, 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 you know the there's no secret that there's a lot that needs to be done mm. and it seems as though there are more you know there are multiple parties that are responsible in some mm. way and, and need to take action mm. um, but the media yeah. Yeah. clubs this is there's it. a lot of parties that need to and first of all they need to start weeding out these dinosaurs out of the game mm-hmm. Gordon Strachan's Alan Brazil even Graham Souness sometimes mm. the way he talks about Paul Pogba there's some real undertones when mm. he talks about him I mean for instance Paul Pogba people slamming him for dancing cutting his hair that's like, what's wrong that's what he likes I think there needs to I think there needs to just in all them things you're naming there needs to be representation of our mm. 
minorities. Do you know what I mean? Of course. Because if there's only people who are 50 years old, that's, yeah. um, like, who play golf every day, yeah. they don't, they can't really talk to a guy who wants to just dance to R&B, hip hop music, who's a 25 year old guy who's just enjoying his life. Because Paul Pogba's never done anything wrong to anyone personally mm. you know what I mean I don't think there's been any headlines about him doing anything negative but his passion could have been you know what I mean could have been horses stuff like that we don't know mm. yeah it could have yeah. been stuff like yeah. that back mm. in the day as well there was no media coverage like it is now Instagram all that we don't know what, what he was doing in his mm. own time he could have been doing something that we thought that's that's not good yeah. that's, that's distracting mm. you from football mm. like the other day um, what, what do you do? Um, Jesse Lingard had a show for his fashion clothing line or whatever something he likes or something mm. he's passionate about plays football but he's got to have another life of as course, well. of course. I think he got slammed he got yeah. slammed for it I think slammed. they played I don't know Liverpool or yeah. something like that something, yeah, I remember. in the same week that he, his thing came out or his thing was coming out the following week yeah. and I think Gary Neville, Neville was saying yeah. you know he shouldn't be doing it this week any other week of the season he shouldn't be doing it so what he can't do it before Burnley but he can do it he should do it before mm. Burnley mm. but not do it against Liverpool I don't I don't understand that mm. football is football at the end of the day mm. It's an entertainment business. Mm. Of course, what everyone's passionate about it and they want to do well and mm. teams, spe- uh, people spend money to watch players play well and stuff like that. But at the same time, it's, it's, it's a job, but people have their lives as well. All human of beings course. as well. People mm. need to realise that. That's, what, that's why I always think it is it's stereotype. You don't think about the person. Of course. Mm. You just think about what you, you've seen before yes. or what you've heard or what the, the Sun or the Guardian are writing about people. Mm-hmm. So like now, stuff like this podcast is educate, like you said, educa- education. Education, mm-hmm. I think, is more now it's more visual. Mm-hmm. You need to see it every day because mm-hmm. people are lazy. Mm-hmm. So Frank, mm-hmm. sorry, how do we implement this ed- education? Being a, like, a like, 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 you? like platforms like this, mm-hmm. like, like podcasts, like when they, like Raheem, if Raheem didn't speak again, it would be brushed on, on, of on course. the I think right? the, the thing that happened with the Raheem is probably the best thing that could have happened yeah. to racism. Yeah, yeah, and that's yeah. education. Without that, door, he, yeah. yeah, without that, he wouldn't have came out the next day and said, oh, this is how the media treat black and white players. Mm. Right. Mm-hmm. He still would have been how they treated him in the World Cup. But, Do you remember but, how they treated mm, him that time? What's crazy is that Sam Coleman has been spreading this message for 20 years yeah. and he's been blackboard from, from mainstream media. Yeah, of course. So, perfect example, yeah. Stan Cullimore, right? Mm. I, I think the other day I checked his Twitter. I see stuff he puts on every now and then. Mm. Uh, most of it I agree with, some of it I don't. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, you can choose what you, what you like. But like you said, he's always been, um, you know, pro making people aware yeah. that you know like an activist yeah mm. they're, 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 there are dinosaurs out there and, mm. and they're very public yeah. it's, it's not like they're hidden they're, they're out there mm. so like the guy that was racist to Raheem in the Chelsea game mm. you know there's people like that that are on TV every week mm. they probably don't say them words of but course but they feel those feelings they, they feel yeah. them feelings yeah. you know? and, and someone yeah. like him he's been talking about it for years like he said mm. and I'm sure there's other people who have been doing the same people like John Barnes yeah. come on TV every yeah. now and then yeah. to yeah. speak yeah. whether you agree with everything he says but the main point he's making aware yeah, so he's okay. educating once again and if you keep hearing that keep hearing that people start changing their mindset they're like you know what they're right mm. uh, or not even they're right what, the point he's making is that yeah. it is a good point that maybe we are missing the point we are missing the boat and I feel like education comes with visuals mm. be it Sky Sports be it BBC anything it's the roots from the media really it's, the it media. is the media because right now media is everything in those entities there's not enough people of BAME ethnicity mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. so when you've got an institution with like-minded people, they're not going to see this. Mm. But if they had somebody, somebody of that ethnicity, they can be like a vetting process. Say, you know what? The editor can say, 
I don't think we should put this out. Yeah, this yeah, doesn't look good. Yeah. But there's no there's one no like one that. To to yeah. There's no one the to challenge. There's no one to challenge. Top Russell doing like, yeah. on an everyday basis. Yeah. Yeah. All these, you know, articles are being published without no monitoring. So mm. your colleague signs it off and that's it, bang. Mm. But there's no one to challenge them in the middle and say, you know what, that doesn't sound right. That's mm. unacceptable. With and Pogba, that's why we keep seeing these headlines. Mm, with Pogba, the hairstyles. I remember David Beckham maybe 15 years ago when he was mm. playing. He yeah. was doing cane rolls. Yeah. Oh, Bex is doing a new fashion, mm. but with Pogba, all of a sudden, it's a problem. Yeah. And this is the difference in, as you said, perception, mm. how you class one demographic. Yeah. And it just mm. shows that's it in all, all its full glory. And so, in general, general terms, if I remember, obviously I was very young, but still, from what, what my general feeling was, was especially when he also had a Spice Girl, right? As a yeah. girlfriend. Mm. Yeah. Pogba had stuff like that, he'd be, be ruined. Of any course. Ba- any, any bad touch he has, no they'll be saying, mm. you know, he's been staying up late listening to albums. That's what they'll be, <laughs> <laughs> that's what they'll be, they'll, they'll be saying, yeah. you know, silly things like that, yeah. right? I think, obviously, I think I, I read about it. Alex Ferguson was saying that, you know, he wasn't happy about his player being with someone famous at mm. the time. That's a genuine feeling that the manager had, right? Whether he was black or white, I'm pretty sure he would have said the same thing. Well, you know, whether I'm right or wrong, it doesn't matter, but mm. that's what I think, mm-hmm. right? And that, that, that's genuine. That's someone that you believe that, you know, wasn't listening to me. That's just what he personally thought. Of course. Right? Mm-hmm. So now we get onto the Pogba situation. Without him doing anything, his haircut, he's mm. finished. He's ruined mm. in the media. A bad touch, he's ruined. Beckham didn't get that. I'm pretty sure he didn't of get that. Of course not. They supported him because he was the golden boy. Yeah. Of media course darling, yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's, all, Even it's how people get represented by the g- media people. Of course. If the media people are all 50... Or they're all they're out of touch. Yeah. Let's just say they're, they're, they're all white, yeah. right? Mo- most of the time, mm-hmm. then there's there's no one to combat, of you know, course. feelings because yeah. everyone has feelings, right? Everyone yeah. has feelings. Mm-hmm. Graham Simpson's not saying that because he's just an angry person. Mm-hmm. He's not. He's not just an evil person. It's just how he feels. Yeah. Right. It's just his experience. Exactly. He can't relate to Pogba. Can't relate to Pogba. I mean, there needs to be diversity. So it's not his, fa- it's not his fault. But again, that's what we see every week. So all the punters drinking every week, watching games. That's what they see. So in their mind, they're going now to watch the game. Pogba is this, Pogba is that. Oh, yes, of Straight away. And then they yeah. add their little mm. uh, exactly, bit, he's yeah. fucking this, he's fucking that. Yeah, they, they become, <laughs> oh, okay, now I've just said that. <laughs> you know what I mean? I've just said that. Oh, I've just called him a, a black cunt. That's what, they, that's what they call him. Oh, I've just called Raheem Sterling a black cunt. All right, fucking now I've just said that. But he's steaming mm. now and he's been seeing it on TV every week. Mm. Yeah, he is, he is that. Fucking now he is that. But maybe they're not mm. really racist, but it's just what they see yeah. on oh, the undertone. They, that's they, the perfect yeah. phrase for it, undertone. Mm. And then he gets passed by. So I, I just want to sort of wrap this one up before we move on to our next topic. But one thing that um, that that that, as I, that came to mind um, when you guys were speaking about media and representation in media and whatnot, and and someone mentioned it earlier. I think it might have been you, Frank, talking about um, things going viral. Now, obviously, we have new media in social media, mm. and you know, it, it's like news spreads quicker on social media than it does anywhere else. Yeah. So. Does the does social media have a role to play in 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 us uh, kicking 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 mm. racism out of football? I think hundred percent. And, 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 and how so? How how can how can that Definitely. be leveraged I, I, we in would, order to? I, I was saying to Denge mm. earlier that they need to start like implementing licensing to use social media. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't be like anyone can just pick it up and just use it. You should have a license because people are trolls and mm-hmm. people are getting away with saying too much nonsense online, and mm. I'm sick and tired of it. Yeah, I think people maybe should even pay for it 
pay for the service because it's a free for all. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've got Joe Blogs that can just make a Twitter account and think, you know what, I feel these emotions to this player. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna abuse him. That's it. Mm-hmm. But if you have to pay for this, let's say you have to pay ten pound, twenty pound, are you really gonna pay for it? Because mm-hmm. most of these people, they're from like a similar demographic. Mm-hmm. They've got nothing going good for them in their lives, so they're feeling the need to try and put somebody else down. So if you can sort of manage the process and as you said these social media bosses at instagram twitter Mm. they need to be looking at this because it's becoming a bigger bigger problem and maybe like the premier league or fifa can work in conjunction with them as well to make Mm. these changes happen i believe so i i I agree i agree with your premise there Mm. in 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 the main Mm. um but i i still think you know like one of my friends says on twitter every week he can't believe twitter is free <laughs> because yeah. just yeah. because of it, you can just get anything on there. Mm. Yeah. It's funny. Yeah. yeah. There's a, there's bad stuff. There's good stuff. Mm. Like it's just ridiculous what anyone can say on there. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I feel like we we should allow that. Freedom of speech. So I mean, that's, the, that's the beauty of social so, yeah, media. The beauty, yeah, it's free. Sorry, yeah. people can speak well, on there. I think there. there's a medium ground. No, where, I, I, medium I understand ground? that, but also it's clear we can see what our nation really is like. Yeah. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Rather than it's mm. hidden. Yeah. And then yeah, they yeah. turn up to the stadium and then they act like how they, how they mm. want to act. Mm. Just like you said, there should be sanctions anyway mm. in place for that. But at the same time, I feel like Twitter, Instagram, yeah, I do want to see what 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 people are mm. like and what, what what they say. I know most of the time, sorry, sometimes it's not great, and it can be bad and then kids are seeing that and then now they're following it there's a lot of things that can happen a lot of cons but it's also a lot of pros i think of course mm. you know people can learn how to, to work the internet mm. you know stuff like that and people might want it like comedians for example right mm. comedians they're they're, they're they're busting through on instagram mm. 10 minute clip uh, one minute clips mm, yeah. and then next minute they're they're headlining mm. you know that yeah that's how it works it's good mm. and obviously mm. they, didn't, they didn't have to pay for that they get this free yeah. and then people can showcase their talent so stuff yeah, like that i, I agree yeah that. It should be free. Yeah. yeah. But from what the the bad things There's always like gonna be a few idiots. There's gonna be, there's gonna be idiots in mm. any walk of life. Yeah. That's mm. what I feel like. So I feel like Twitter should it should be free, but I understand why it shouldn't be. Because mm. you know, people if people paid for it, mm. then would think about what they what they're actually using this for. Yeah. Do of I really want to see mm. my, my favorite yeah. player? Or yeah. do I just want to slate him? Mm. There's always gonna be idiots. It's like if you ask a question yes or no, are Liverpool top of the league? Not everyone's going to say yes. <laughs> they clearly are. Some people say no. So it's like, there's always going to be idiots. Of course, so, of yeah. Fair play, fair play. Um, so yeah, I, I appreciate your, your, your yeah, everyone's take on on that topic. It is definitely one that we're going to, I imagine we're going to have to revisit on a number of different occasions in, in, in the future. But, you know, hopefully we, we can start seeing things uh, moving in the right direction and, 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 and the people that are uh, most important um, and have all the power actually do something um, to, to see it um, eradicated from the game. So I, like, like we said already, um, you know, it's, it's not it's not every day that we, we get to, um, you know, top, top uh, quality players on, on the pod. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I guess I wanted to dedicate this, the next sort of uh, segment of, of the, um, the episode just on hearing about you guys' careers, man. Um, you know, the highs, the lows, uh, you know, significant moments for you. Um, and, and and just yeah, generally how you know how how you maybe you started in the game until this point now. Um, yeah, yeah, how you, you know, fell in love with the yeah, beautiful it, game. Like, yeah. Exactly, man. Um, yeah. Go on, D. <laughs> <laughs> I, feel like I, sp- I feel like I spoke too much. Right? <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's start up with you, uh, there, man. So you you started. I think it was Millwall. Your, your, I started uh, at Millwall. I started. Yeah. For, I started for Millwall. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was brought up in Bermondsey. Okay, um, yeah. off Jamaica Road. So. Oh yeah, yeah. I oh, know wow. Jamaica okay, Road. Cool. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. mad local. So Millwall's was just like my local club. 
Um, so I'd been on trial at West Ham and mm-hmm. Charlton. Didn't get signed by neither of them. So I was literally just playing for one of boy, my boys in school. Mm-hmm. His dad had like a little Sunday league team. So I was just like, you know what? I'm, I'm not doing anything on Sunday. And well, I was going to church on Sunday. That was it. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I'd have to wake up early because my mum and dad used to wake up early to go to church. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, oh. I think a lot of you people relate to that. I can <laughs> resonate with that. I can all on Sunday. I could wake up a bit later. So I used to, I, I would beg my mum and dad, oh, I'm just going to go play football. So they were cool. They were like, cool, go play. And so I started playing for um, my mates, that Sunday league team. Mm-hmm. And then I was just playing, playing, playing. And then uh, Millwall just came, said, come for a six-week trial. And then, yeah, just signed for Millwall. Mm. How old were you at, at that point? I think I was 13, 14. Okay. 13. Okay. So mm-hmm. that's pretty late in the academy kind of spectrum, mm-hmm. really, um, to get signed. So, yeah, 13, 14, yeah. Okay, cool. And then from, from and how long were you at, at Millwall for? And then I was there for two years. Okay. So I was there for two years. I was there in my second year. Um, yeah, that's when... He was main man, basically. We went to school together. Yeah. So this well, we were at Bacon's College together. Yeah, this so, relationship. So I, I know everything. So my second year, yeah, I was just playing for Mere Wall and it was literally around the time when I'm doing my GCSEs. So imagine you're about to sit your GCSEs and then mm. basically uh, the guy who scouted me for Mere Wall mm. just randomly called my mum and dad one day and was like, Oh, agent wants to speak to you. Oh, wow. um, okay. so we were just like oh cool it wasn't anything like yeah. oh it was just like oh just go see the agent so we go see the agent and uh, the agent's just like oh cool um, I've like I've been speaking to the guy the academy scout from Liverpool and um, yeah they want to sign you so wow. yeah that was that was a crazy time so one of the things that you mentioned there is very very interesting so you said that this was around the time that you were taking your GCSEs yeah, yeah. now obviously I coming from a, an African <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, background, yeah. I can imagine what well, I assume that there could have been some very interesting conversations that you had with your parents around that time. You know, typically African parents are very much uh, along the route of being very uh, studious, education, education first, first, first yeah. before yeah. football. Do you understand? Yeah. So, is is it was that, was that similar to, uh, experience with you and your parents? Were, were they very much the same? Do you know what it was? So basically, in in when you're in year eleven. And when you go and play for academy, there's a thing called day release. Mm-hmm. So male, oh, so basically you go to the academy, you miss one day of school and you go to the academy. Mm-hmm. So basically Mel will ask me to do that. Mm-hmm. But I actually said no off like personal. I just oh, didn't wow. want to do it because okay. I wanted to do um, just focus on my on my schoolwork mm-hmm. actually. Um, so I was, do, I was pretty good that. in school. I didn't, that, did I didn't do day release. Yeah, no, yeah, I, I, just, I, just, I just stayed in school. I got straight A's in school. So yeah. the foot that the looking at to do football after my like finishing mm. secondary school wasn't really in my psyche. It was just, oh, wow. I literally just wanted to get my education and yeah. just see what happened. So, yeah. To be fair, he was top yeah. set. Yeah, well, I, was, I was pretty smart in school. So yeah, I, yeah, yeah. so yeah, it wasn't like my mum and dad were like forcing me, oh, you need to do your education. Yeah, yeah, yeah it, was it was my choice. I, I wanted to do that or something like mm. And, really and do you feel like it, it had any sort of impact or effect on you know your your reputation at, at the club at the time. Um, obviously, being someone that just come on board, right? So, do you think did, 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 that, did that ever come to your mind? Like, no. Um, so what, what happened think? is, I just went back to the school and told the school, 
tell them you said no. Ah, fine. Okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? So the school asked me, yeah. they didn't mind me going. The school yeah, didn't mind yeah, me going. Yeah. I went to the school and I went, no, you said no. Yeah. yeah <laughs> and then, fine. so everyone was happy. Cool, cool, cool. I think they had a, had a similar. Oh yeah, experience. when I was at Palace, like under 16s, there was that day release. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, mm. my dad was out. Uh, go to school, education <laughs> first. <laughs> go to school, so yeah, I can resonate with that yeah, day yeah, release yeah. Um, talk yeah. as well. Yeah. What so did he let you? No, I didn't. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had to go to school. I had to go to school. <laughs> fair play, man. Fair play. So, and I speak to us a, a little bit about your experience at, at Liverpool, then, man, because at the time. Um, who, who was, yeah, who was, I who remember this news because I'm a Bermondsey boy as well. Yeah. So I support Liverpool, obviously. So when yeah. I was saying, mm. oh, David and Moo, South Bermondsey going yeah, to yeah, yeah. Liverpool, I was like, you know what? I'm going to follow this journey closely. And <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was, a, it was a good start. Checking So to have you here in person is a bit surreal as well. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit good. So, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah it, was, it was crazy. It was like a kind of whirlwind experience. You know what I mean? Mm. It's literally, I was. Um, I was literally living in Birmingham with my mum and dad, and I'm living in a house with like a um, a caretaker mum and dad yeah. in in Liverpool. Do you know what I mean? In a matter of weeks, you're like your life's literally changing. Mm. Like everyone who I'd known for my whole life was a three hour train ride train yeah, ride away. Yeah, do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. It, was, it was it was it was crazy. It was, it was yeah, definitely. A, a different experience, yeah. And I can imagine, obviously, you know, you're Bur- Bermondsey born and bred. Going up to Liverpool, that yeah, is like yeah. a massive culture shock. Yeah, massive, it? massive culture shock. Just like, just do you know what? The thing that Scouse people are very welcoming as well, though. Mm. Yeah, like they're, they're yeah. very welcoming, very like open, mm. um, loving people. So, I think if I was going to go anywhere, it would that, that was a good place to go. Yeah, you know, they're very humorous, funny people, and yeah, so it was a good place to go to. Yeah. And you know, in terms of like moving from Millwall to, to Liverpool, was was there a very clear gulf in standards um, from from the facilities to the, the playing staff to the training. Yeah. Was, was it was it very very different? Because obviously, so, like, like like Frank alluded to before, you were, you were the main man. You you were the main man. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You know you you came in, you had someone hand you your boots, <laughs> you handed them to, back to someone, and you had to clean for them to clean for you. <laughs> so going from that. Yeah. To to go into Liverpool, I imagine it was very different. Um, yeah. In fact, was it was it very? Different? Oh, it's crazy! It's, yeah. a, it's a completely different world. Mm-hmm. Completely different world, just from like facilities. Yeah, you know the like just the amount of coaches you have. I think like when I was in Millwall, we had like one fitness coach, one assistant coach, mm. and one main manager. Mm. In in our I think our under 18s you know. In, in Liverpool, I think we had like six coaches just for the youth team, the medical yeah. staff, the facilities. It's There's a lot more like one-on-one coaching. Yeah, it's, it's crazy the like details. how specific they are with yeah. like everything you're doing from your gym regime, what you're eating. It's, it's, it's a different world. It's a different mm. world, definitely, definitely. So so what about the players as well? I know you basically play with the who's who of football. Mm. I'm sure you train with Gerard, yeah. Carragher, yeah. Agar, Skirtle, yeah. all these players. I know it was under Roy Hodgson and that obviously wasn't a period that Liverpool fans remember well, but yeah. how was it? Tell us about the experience. I know you played away at Rabot Nicky as well yeah, in the Europa, Europa League qualifying. Yeah, yeah. So tell us, how was that? Um, yeah, yeah. I'm, I remember like 
I would um, I would go to Melwood because mm. there, there was the academy and then I was Melwood. Yeah, Melwood. Yeah, 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 and uh, and Melwood and um, just like you would like be walking on a training pitch with Steven Gerrard, wow. Alonso, Mascarano. It's like oh my gosh, wow. yeah, that's it, really the who's it, who. It, of yeah, yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy because yeah. it's like. You, you don't know how to feel you don't, like should you go for a tackle with these guys <laughs> <laughs> just like, you know what I mean it's, it's crazy and that's probably what probably held me back do you know what I mean like mm. the players who really make it just look at it as like you know I'm here to work I'm here to take mm. the position yeah. do you know what I mean mm-hmm. but I kind of looked at it as like oh jeez like a bit like starstruck at playing with these people who I'd watched playing mm. when mm. I was younger yeah. do you know what I mean so that that, that, that was crazy but so, yeah so in terms of you know your your Liverpool experience, who would you say was the most inspirational, in terms of you know taking you under their wing and, and trying to help you develop? Was was that Gerard Asim or was it someone else? Um, no, I think the like the first team players are more like were like more separate to like the academy mm. and the okay. reserve players. Do you know what I mean? There wasn't really I wouldn't say there was like more like that mental relationship between okay. like, the mm-hmm. first team players and the younger players, um, but. Um, I think at that level you're just expected you know sort yourself out really okay, yeah. do you know what I mean yeah, like, yeah. every man for every himself every man for himself yeah. do you know what I mean yeah. I think th- and that, that's I think one of the changes we're seeing in football that a lot of managers nowadays are trying to bring the youth team and the first team together yeah. Mm. Yeah. so would you say that maybe you are at the wrong place or the right place yeah, at the, the wrong right. time possibly possibly because you know that having that like because obviously the um, reserves and the academy training mm. in one place and mm. having a first team train imagine if the I see them guys every day yeah. Yeah. that kind of feeling of oh I'm training with this guy would have worn off because mm-hmm. just like the conversations you would have had with them at the lunch table the you know playing table tennis with them yeah. playing snooker with them mm. just that just seeing them in the gym when you're in the gym mm. you just would have kind of gained a more of a connection with them mm-hmm. but seeing them once every couple of weeks when you're asked to train with them that can kind of like you don't really yeah. get that intimacy that kind of mm. opportunity to build relationships and stuff and I think that's what Liverpool are doing now in fact they're yeah, going to knock yeah. down Melwood so yeah, they want everyone exactly. under the same umbrella exactly. Exactly. so it's going to be interesting that basically yeah. that point that you're talking yeah, about yeah. it's already being worked on kind yeah. of thing so that's good yeah so who was the best player in training that you remember um like, was there anyone that just did something yeah. so outrageous? <laughs> like, oh yeah. my goodness. I'll say one of the first years that I was in the reserve team, I got to see Fernando Torres mm. was just just signed at the time. Mm. Watching him like in training, and we used to go to all the games as well. Watching him, he was he was un- unbelievable. Yeah. He was unbelievable. Mm. Um, and I'll say probably Fernando Torres and Gerard. Yeah, I trained with Gerald a few times. Yeah, he's also Gerald. Icon, icon, stay. And he, 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 he takes <laughs> me as someone who co- is as committed in training as he's in a, in a yeah. game. He trains yeah. as he plays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah That's yeah. one thing I remember about Gerard and Carragher. Because Carragher sometimes, that was at the later end of his career, he didn't go to internationals with England. Mm-hmm. So the reserve team and the... Um, first thing we kind of like trained together yeah. and I remember training with him a lot at like the back end of his career and yeah he was on to people like he was every everything had to be on point he, mm. would, he was he yeah, set the standard he set the standard carrying it's definitely almost set like the standard. manager on the yeah. pitch yeah. 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 he seemed like a good leader yeah mm-hmm. definitely, definitely. definitely he's very vocal yeah. 
Are you allowed to share with us who you think the worst player that you played with? Nah, <laughs> nah, nah, nah. That's, that's a bit political. political. That's political. <laughs> you might, yeah, you've got to ask. No, you, can, you can squeeze yeah, out. You can squeeze out. Squeeze out, bro. Come on, surely. Who was down there? Who was down there? So you've got fond memories of the club anyway. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely fond memories mm, of the club. Because we're yeah, big definitely. supporters of the club. And, oh, really? Yeah, oh, so wow. we're passionate. So yeah. as I said, when I saw the story of yeah. Liverpool sign David and move from yeah, Mill, I was yeah. thinking, okay, I'm going to mm. keep a close eye on that. It's yeah. from my neck of the woods. Yeah. Mm. Let me D- say D- D- what makes you Liverpool support? As I said, That's I, said like, I was born, obviously, as a kid, my older brother was a United fan. Right. So obviously... When I became aware of football, I just gravitated towards Liverpool. Why? Why? These, why, why? Why is that? They were just a special family club, and it just—it didn't seem like. It didn't seem like a just your Man United, like a commercial institution. Okay. This seemed like a club that had you know traditions that I aligned myself with, and Fair. I just fell in love. I mean, yeah. yeah, I fell in love with the beautiful game and. Yeah, they're, they're still a part of my life now, so yeah. They told you you won't walk alone and you really didn't <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, so. Family club. Yeah. yeah, so, yeah. Cool, man. All right, David. So, so, so you were obviously um, at, at Liverpool for a few years um, and, and, and then post Liverpool. Um, yeah. So, so talk, talk, uh, let us know a bit about, you know, what, 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 what's happened uh, since then and, 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 and you know, the, the, the moment you left up until. Um, like where, where you now, are yeah, yeah I've been it's been it's been a journey really it's mm. been a journey um, I left Liverpool went to Preston North End uh, from Preston North End I went to Tranmere Rovers Tranmere Rovers I went to Carlisle mm. Carlisle I went up played in Scotland mm. Partick yeah. Partick in Scotland um, then uh, I came back to England with mm. uh, Cambridge United so um, yeah it's been it's been a journey just mm. So many ups and downs, you know. That's life, isn't yeah, it? life and it's football, man. Football's yeah. like a very emotionally draining game. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's very emotionally draining. It's very um, there's so many. It's, uh, there's more downs and ups, to be honest. Mm. Right, definitely okay. more downs and ups. Um, so, of, yeah. of of all of the different stints that you've had at the different clubs, which one would you say has been the most difficult, and why? So you um, mentioned, for example, you were in Scotland. Yeah. Straight away, I'm thinking that must be very, very difficult. Obviously, you've you've, you've moved from Bermondsey up to, to Liverpool, but then moving out to Scotland for me, that's like wow, that that that's a really, really big move. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So so automatically, I would assume that that would have been the most difficult for you. No. Um. But yeah. So to, to let us know. No, I actually it? enjoyed Scotland. Scotland mm. was a, a great experience for me. Um. Well, the first year was really great. Mm. Second year, not so much. Um. But um. Scotland was a good. Uh, I was living in Glasgow, which mm-hmm. is like a really vibrant city. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, um, and the football-wise, you're playing against Celtic, you're playing against Rangers, you're mm-hmm. playing at teams that are playing like Champions massive League, stadiums. massive mm-hmm. stadiums, mm-hmm. get thirty, forty thousand. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, um, in terms of that experience, I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Because you don't kind of get those experiences unless you're playing the Premier League or Championship. Mm-hmm. Do you understand? Yeah. So yeah. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I'd probably say my toughest stint was. Um, playing at Preston North End. Okay. I played under. I'm not sure. Graham Wesley. Meant. I play under Graham Wesley. <laughs> yeah. 
And, he um, seems like what's a he funny, like? Yeah, I've heard a lot of stories yeah, about yeah, him. Yeah, what's, what's he like, David? Yeah. Look, we can have a whole podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what's he like, man? I'm not joking, Give us one story, surely. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a story, yeah. man. <laughs> but but man. this guy... David, I'm sure there's a fence behind you, so if you want to sit on this... Come on, bro. You'll give us something, bro. Stevenage as well, and you always hear stories, like dodgy stories. What's he like, D, man? What's he like? Uh, it was definitely it was the toughest six months of my career 100% wow. it was okay. just it was just yeah would you say that that's down to one particular thing or is it a number of different things because the other thing that I wanted to understand is with these different stints and these different clubs that you've been at right of course all of the the, the, the managers have different formations different tactics that they that they play um, did you did you always um play in the same sort of position at all of these different clubs and, and was perhaps playing out of position or the different um, tactics that the managers would, depl- um, would deploy, did that also affect you in some way as well? Um, to to some extent? degree, yeah. to some degree. Do you know what I mean? Like, obviously, like certain managers might play 3-5-2 mm-hmm. and obviously I'm an I'm a out-and-out winger. Mm. Um, so that's difficult to implement me in that kind yeah, of formation. Yeah. Um, but usually it's 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 literally other things because obviously as I said before football is like an emotionally draining game there's literally so many ups and downs mm-hmm. and like let's say the example I'm giving with uh, Graham Wesley like just the relationship with him mm. um, how he probably done things how I probably want to have a relationship with a manager um, how you know the communication between you and the manager mm. um yeah, when you know when it's not kind of cohesive and on yeah, point, it just yeah, yeah. just ca- causes so many like problems. Mm. And obviously, with fo- being a footballer, you know you uh, all you think about is football. So mm. like, let's say things ain't going well in football, you're going home, mm. you're away from home, you're away from your family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's 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 lonely when things are going well mm. and you're away. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, let's say yeah, I'm living exactly. in Preston, and um, the the amazing thing about being in Preston is we would start at ten and finish at five. Mm-hmm. That's to anyone else that might seem very strange, but like a footballer starts his day usually at nine and finishes at one. Yeah, do you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so we were literally doing full days, like mm. ten to five, mm. and at home you're just literally by you're by yourself. You're lonely. Yes. Mm. You're, you're, you know what I mean? You're it's 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 a tough place to be. Do yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think a lot of players have come out saying they like they suffered from depression and yes, stuff, yes. and it's it's. It, so you can understand how easily it is to spiral yeah. into and even those. players suffer from like addictions as well we've seen gambling addictions because there's so, yeah. so much downtime oh, but yeah, I know you. yeah David that's one. Of, that's a perfect segue into the question I actually wanted to ask you um, so you know we only see the, the finished article the end product you celebrating a goal or you lifting mm. a trophy for example so what would you say is like the toughest things behind the scenes that people don't see like the everyday struggle of getting up at 8am 7am hotels, in hotels games, away from your family birthdays, mm. we don't we're not privy to seeing that so mm. what would you say is the biggest you know, um yeah challenge? it's like so the football season is literally 10 months of the year so mm. it's literally like a large part, part portion of your year mm. right. is is literally missing you know we me and frank are luckily mm. um me and frank are one of our best friends uh, is getting married but he's kind of had to Put his marriage on Sunday just so me and Frank couldn't miss it. Mm. Do you know what I mean? They're little things, and me and Frank mm. are a groomsman in his wedding. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. there's little stuff like that you 
you don't want to miss just like yeah. this special days like we've known this uh, our friends since we was 11 mm-hmm. so um, just little days like that um, being away from your family mm-hmm. um, especially when things ain't going well um, mm-hmm. being away from your family and Christmas you know, Christmas, yeah, yes. Christmas is tough. Birthdays, all these mm. kind of birthdays, things. yeah, anniversaries. Yeah. yeah, I remember one year, every birthday for my family, I was I had an away game. Mm. Wow. I was mm. I wasn't there. Mm. Um, even for the little one, one time, so we had to move move celebrate it a couple of days later. But yeah, just small things like that. Obviously, listen, you, we got we got a job to mm. do. Mm. We're not complaining about our job, but at the same time, like you said, when you see the finished article. He gets ready to give him praise or shout abuse, but you don't know what he's going through that yeah, whole week. That's yeah. Right? Yeah. And just like anyone at work, anyone who's working in the office, they're dealing with things. Of but course. I think they you can see how they're dealing with things because they're at the office. Maybe they're slumped. Yeah. And he asks him a question, how are you doing today? What's up? <laughs> you can talk to them. Yeah. But us, we got to run down the wing, mm. beat our man. Yeah, yeah. But last night we had our parents dealing with bailiffs or yeah, I mean, there's, yeah, there's, yeah, there's, yeah, there's yeah, things going on yeah. like you you won't see, you won't know. Yeah. But because you all you see is the lifestyle yeah. of I don't know, we use his name already, Pogba. Yeah. You see him and he's enjoying himself. He looks like he's enjoying himself, right? Mm. But he's on he's on 150 grand a week. Not every player's on that. <laughs> Not every player's on that. Not mm. everyone can. Just because you got money doesn't mean that you're enjoying yourself. Of course, money doesn't equal happiness. Exactly, doesn't equal happiness, right? Mm. And it's mm. easy to say that now when we're sat here, when you understand, you don't think that. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So, it's, uh, like you said, you don't always see the finished article, so it's hard to comprehend that. Yeah, David might have had a tough week. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's why he's he's a bit tired, or he's he's doing this not as well as he can do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But obviously, that's on us to make sure we are on it. Yes. Mm-hmm. But for all human beings, like, I, like mm-hmm. we've always said. Cool. All right. I think yeah, that's that's actually a perfect segue um, uh, into your story, uh, Frank. So obviously, we've 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 heard. A bit about the playing career of of David and, and he's up and da- ups and downs and stuff. I also, so, I just wanted to add big up to David. I saw his goal against um, Barry away. Yeah. <laughs> nice link up with Brown. Then he yeah, just yeah. slotted it into the bottom <laughs> key corner. Yeah, yeah, slotted yeah. it. So that was. And also big up Frank on your goal of the month yeah. when you bin that defender. You slammed, <laughs> it, you slammed it into the top corner. That's so yeah, goal. both of you are just ripping it up. Well done, man. Cheers, man. Not Appreciate bad, man. That's, what, that's 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 a healthy little. Uh, um, Goal bonus in it. Maybe a cheeky Nando's <laughs> on the cheeky Nando's afterwards. <laughs> cool, man. So, so yeah. So going into uh, a bit about your story, Frank. So obviously you started off um, at Chelsea, at Chelsea yeah. Academy. Yeah. So again, you know, uh, please correct me if I'm wrong, but the first thing that comes to my mind is wow, like f- straight away facilities, expectations, demands are right up there, like very, very high. Um, uh, we, even within the we, within the academy, um, and and is that is that something that you um, that, that you experienced like straight away, um, yeah. and, and before Chelsea, like wh- where yeah. were you playing? How how did you manage to to, to, to get? Yeah, into let me let academy? me start before because I'm a yeah. bit jealous of David got the whole story. <laughs> <laughs> let me get my story in. So. No, quickly. Um, no, I started at Red Line. Mm-hmm. Oh, right, yeah. Red Line Bermondsey. is, is Birmingham so, as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, I'm from Deptford. I'm from Peeps Estate. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, over there, you see, we play football every day. Yeah, we have the. You big got a cage there. Blue cage, it? So got a blue cage like, there. Yeah. But we used to call it the pen. <laughs> <laughs> so we go play over there every summer. You know, we we play there, whatnot. Anyway, so I played at Red Lion um, with one of our friends as well. Uh, good friends from school, good Kojo. Mm. Um, it's funny. I just remember small things like we we used to train in Southwark Park. Yeah, yeah? Mm, yeah. and to enter it. 
we had to, we had to enter through the railings, right? Mm. And there was one big railing that was a bit dented. Yeah. So if you couldn't fit in that railing, you couldn't train. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So you had, to, you had to be fit at that age yeah, already. Yeah. Yeah, so then small things, I, I really appreciate them yeah. times, do you know what I mean? Because we used to laugh at that because we had a big kid. We had a big kid. I'm gonna, we had a big kid. I'm cool, I'm cool with him now, isn't it? so yeah, yeah. it's not a problem. We had a big kid, and he, we used to bat in the room when he used to try squeezing there and stuff like that. But anyway, I, I trained that red line, mm-hmm. and it was the same situation as as, as David um, and what Deja alluded to earlier. My parents went to I went to church every Sunday, mm-hmm. so for them it was an it was an issue at first. You know, you're gonna miss Sunday, but at the same time, my dad is a big football lover, mm-hmm. and he's from Ivory Coast, and he played football over there, not to a high level, but he just played football. Yeah, yeah. And every day when I was younger, before I even trained at Red Lion, my mum would say, look, you know your dad, they used to call him Pele back in, back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> so even now, when they're showing each other a bit of emotion in the house, she calls him Pele and he gives him a little kiss. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bit cringy for me, but obviously, I, 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 can, I can see, I, you know, I appreciate that. Because yeah. he, loved, he loved football mm-hmm. before uh, any of us boys did, because I've got two little brothers as well that play football. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, he really encouraged me. He mm-hmm. said, look, go play listen, you're missing Sunday, so make it worth it. Mm-hmm. So obviously that for me was already encouragement. The doors open. Because I, I used to go to school early, maybe two hours, an hour and a half before school started mm-hmm. to play football. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so we, we played yeah, football yeah, yeah. Before, before school. school. So yeah, do you know what I mean? Primary, primary days, school, yeah, right. primary school used yeah. to come in there. I remember one time I had the red, orange uh, predators showing off my, my thing. Yeah. I mean, showing off my thing. I came, I came two hours before. Guess what? Yeah. Everyone knew I was first there. Come in, you see my thing. Just, you know what I'm saying? I didn't care about my school shoes. That is what I wanted. I even think I wore that during the day. And I, I got told off or whatever. I said, listen, I've got no shoes. I've got to wear this today. So, um, yeah, Red Lion. And then I played a few games uh, for Red Lion. And um, I went on trial. I went on trial at uh, Millwall. Mm-hmm. Just like, like David yeah. went to Newell, yeah. and um, I was there for like two weeks or something like that. And then, um, but be- bear in mind, the same week I went to Newell, my little brother got scouted for Chelsea. Yeah. Right, so mm-hmm. he's the he's the OG, really. He's the OG. <laughs> <laughs> so he, What's the age gap between you two, you and your brother? Uh, five years. Okay, fine. Five mm-hmm. years. So I think I was, I was eleven, and he was six. Mm-hmm. So he's really young. Mm-hmm. So he went to train at Battersea, right? Mm-hmm. They, they train at Battersea, uh, Bat- sorry, they train at Greenwich, Blackheath, right? Yeah. Blackheath is like, they've got a little tennis area there and like AstroTurf there. Mm-hmm. And he, he trained there. And it was actually, wasn't the Chelsea actual team, but it was the elite team. So before you get to the academy, you train there. Mm-hmm. So all the kids from in and out area that were good, they got mm-hmm. scouted for there. My brother was there. Then he got signed the next year to Chelsea. Okay. So he was there first. And uh, it was actually the day of his signing um, to become an academy, mm-hmm. we all went there. The family went there. Uh, I wore a suit, mm-hmm. <laughs> baggy, baggy suit. Oh, baggy suit. <laughs> Is that the one that you use, use for church? Yeah, yeah, for church. <laughs> probably, was, probably was, probably was. I got, I got a gold suit. I got a gold suit. So um, yeah, came there, baggied up, um, but obviously celebrating my brother mm-hmm. um, being signed. Same time I was on trial, me all. Yeah. So we see, we're thinking, listen, it's good for him, but my time's coming as well. <laughs> so let's celebrate this and let's go back home so I can train. That's my old man mentality at the yeah, time because yeah, we, we love football. Competitive, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, competitive, yeah, but from that age. Yeah. rivalry, yeah. Yeah, man. I was happy. High five, cool. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> While we were there, we met a guy called Damien Matthews, yeah? And he was a coach um, for under 13s or under 12s, sorry, under 12s mm. for Chelsea. And um, he, you know, he met my parents, you know, said, you know, welcome, welcome to the club excellent presentation as you can imagine that for Chelsea yeah, when yeah. Robert just arrived big money in the club yeah, yeah. Um, 
and he's like, what, what are you doing? And you play football as well, blah, blah, blah. I introduced myself. I said, yeah, I'm on chart at Millwall. He said, don't worry about Millwall. Come, come and come train with me for two days. See what you like. Oh, wow. I mm. thought, oh, that's unbelievable. Mm. Obviously, we said, yeah, of course, I'll, I'll come down. Went down there after three days I signed. So, obviously, I made a, a, a very good impression. Yeah. Obviously, I was very confident in myself. But at the same time, to even get that chance. Mm. Thanks to my brother, who was there already. But yeah. at the same time, God works in mysterious ways, exactly. right? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, um, I went there, signed for Chelsea, um, literally the same week. Mm. After three, three days, I think it was three days, I even played a training game. I signed, he saw me off training. And um, so I really thank, I'm really thankful for, for Damien Matthews. He's actually mm. working recently with uh, Chris Powell at Southend, mm. his mm. assistant. So I've, I still keep in contact with him, you know, mm. every so often. So I went to Chelsea, you know, went through the stages mm. every year, banging in goals, banging in loads of goals, top score every year, practically. Mm. Um, any other youth team player out there that has this, they, they, they can't chat shit. <laughs> <laughs> Putting that out there. David, Frank, I'm sure your phone will be ringing after no. this. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's all football banner, isn't it? Like, yeah. It's all football banner, but at the same time, I, I, I was killing it, right? Yeah. So yeah. I was doing well. Um, I was always playing a year above my age as mm -hmm. well. So that was already a sign that I'm doing well. Yeah, because yeah. so I, I, yeah, I see you're, you're quite tall and, and, and yeah, quite so stocky. I, so have you always had no, like a, a I've, bigger frame? I've, like? been, I've been a bit taller, but I was very slim yeah. at the time. So I, I wasn't a physical player. Yeah. I was just dribbler. Because yeah. I'm tall as well. You don't really think me as a dribbler. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. you know, that's one of our unique things because obviously he's a good size as well. Yeah. And he's a winger and he can take you on. He's got pace. Mm -hmm. You wouldn't think that probably straight away looking at him. Yeah, yeah. Probably think he's a bit strong and whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that was one of my... Uh, lucky attributes that I had you know I was deceptively quick mm -hmm. and you know technically at Chelsea you learn to have a good touch and you yeah. train it every day yeah. which was very lucky because facilities were fantastic pitch was immaculate every week yeah. so um, yeah come through I, I could mention names yeah you've probably seen in pits in Catford tr yeah. playing football yeah. here there left right and centre right so mm -hmm. go through that it would be long but I went through the ages and whatnot got to 16 um, playing reserve team I was playing reserve team at 15 mm -hmm. And that's a big thing. Yeah. Obviously, yeah, for me yeah, at the time, I'm yeah. thinking I'm doing so well. Like I'm really proud of myself. You know, I just got to keep this going. Mm -hmm. I'm really lucky to be at Chelsea. There's mm -hmm. a lot of kids out there that want to be there. Yeah. And I really, I really did take that to heart. Yeah. But I, I, I went to day release. I didn't reject day release. <laughs> you know what I'm so any, any opportunity to leave school, I wanted to. Yeah. Leave school. <laughs> yeah. So I really made it aware to my parents. And obviously, for them, they just like, look, you know, we've we've come from every coast. We want to give you a better life. And right now, you'll give your your producing for yourself mm -hmm. so keep doing that mm -hmm. we're going we're gonna to be behind you but keep doing it you know anything mm -hmm. you do out of, out of line will bring you back to ground mm -hmm. so don't worry about mm -hmm. that and I knew that anyway mm -hmm. you, we all know about the parent beatings at young if I did anything wrong they made me do squats I was doing squats <laughs> <laughs> I was doing squats at nine you know what I mean? so, that's where I got my from but I really appreciate how I was brought up anyway so mm. I went to day release then um Funny enough, this is where I was going to interview him with David when he was at Liverpool. Mm -hmm. So I played da I played David in the Youth Cup. Okay. Right? Yeah. I played him in the Youth Cup, right? So <laughs> yeah. I was 15. He's In school years, he's a year older than me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it didn't matter at school because we had the same friends. We just had the same banner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. you know, we kill each other every day. <laughs> at break time, custom time. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, so, yeah, exactly, whatever. Exactly. So we, we, played, we played him in the Youth Cup. Yeah. And, um, and he, he had... His team was quite good actually. They had players like uh, Andre, Andre Wisdom. Wisdom. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, he was in the youth team. They had Nathan Eccleston. They had yeah. other oh, players. Paulins. Paulins. Tommy. Sorry. Mm -hmm. So they had good players. We had good players as well. We even we even had foreign players. Mm 
Okay. That's the stage that we were at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chelsea, yeah, so. yeah Scott Sinclair, Mantian. Or... Right, they're a bit older. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so. Gel Kakuta. Right, Gel Kakuta. Oh, yeah, yeah. Wow, man. Yeah, he's, yeah, probably, he's probably the best player I've, I've played with. Yeah, wow. I remember um, that guy. Was... Talent-wise. Yeah, Just natural yeah. talent is ridiculous. Yeah. So, Gel Kakuta, we had uh, Fabio Birini. Oh, oh wow. yeah. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. It was me and him playing striker. One year, yeah. I think I scored maybe 20, 20 odd. He scored 23. Yeah, you know, yeah, he, he was yeah. a, he was a, he was a joke. Yeah, yeah. Um, at, that level, yeah. at that level, at youth team level, he was already firing. First year he came in, he was a bit nervous. Italian, you know, English was tough. Second year he hit the ground running. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so we played each other and they beat us. Right, mm-hmm. we were the better team. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Disclaimer. No, we're the better, we're the better team, but they they don't they don't want we. But it just I'm talking about how we shared our experiences. Yeah. our paths came back together. Yeah, in, yeah. in, in the youth team yeah. uh, f- uh, football youth cup. Um, but then uh, after that, Chelsea won every youth cup after that. They've kept winning. Yeah. So anyway, I came to a crossroads at Chelsea. I realised that the last young player to make it mm. was John Terry. So in my mind, I'm thinking, wow. you know, that's mad. Yeah. You know, for me to sign a pro contractor, so they offered me, I think it was a one-year scholar, two-year pro. And I, I said no. And then they offered me one-year scholar, three-year pro. And I said no. Well, that's interesting. So, what, was it just you making this decision, or you had the team around you? Yeah, because so, for someone quite young, right, right. to be so thinking like this, right. quite so nice. at, the, at the time, decision. it was just me, and my dad. Yeah, wow. It's me, and my dad. You know, before this decision, sorry, it's me, and my dad. Mm. Lucky enough, I got called up for England as well mm. around these times. So I was playing England on the 17s, under 19s. I played under 19s uh, with England uh, Euro Championship, right? Mm. With all the young players you can think of now that are doing well. Mm. You know what I mean. But Bostock was there, John Bostock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was me and our Ranger up front. Oh yeah. Um, Nif and Alfonso as well. Yeah. Jack Woodwell. Oh, man. Yeah. Jack Woodwell. Uh, Phil Jones. Oh yeah. Like there was a lot of players. Uh, Andros Townsend. Oh, a lot, a lot of players, yeah. right? Yeah. A lot of players. Yeah. I'm missing quite a few here. Ryan Mason, he did the oh, right. injuries. Yeah. He was a joke. Yeah. 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 So we had a lot of good players. Our age group was quite good. We were, we were quite talented. I say Nathaniel Klein yeah. was our right back. Him, yeah. yeah, so um, you know we 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 had a we had a good thing good thing going on. Was Wilshire there? Or? No, no, he wasn't there. He okay. was he was in, he was in the squads before because yeah. he was playing up. He's a year younger than me. Okay, okay. Played well, up, but after that he surpassed everyone because he was about like Shelby. No, no Shelby Shelby wasn't. Redman. Was, no, Redman's younger than me. Yeah. I think even Shelby's a ninety two. I'm ninety one. Okay. So okay. potentially he was a year below. Mm-hmm. Obviously they've they've had great careers, mm-hmm. but. Quickly, even the even the French team, the French team had Lacazette. Yeah, okay. he played up front. Um, Griezmann. Oh, yeah. um, was there. Mm. He was their number ten. That shows you already. Yeah, he was ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, Fofana, Grenier, they all play for Lyon now. These boys ah, I mentioned. Yeah, yeah, Grenier, 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 Clement Grenier. Yeah, Grenier. He played. He was meant to be high, um, right? Spanish team. So we lost in semi final. Mm-hmm. Just to finish the story, we lost in semi final to Spain. They had uh, Thiago Alacanta. Uh, yes. Thiago that plays for Bayern. Yeah, yeah. Um, and other, other players, uh, Montagna, that right back, played for Montoya. Barca. Montoya, Brighton, sorry. He's at Brighton. Brighton now, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, so him. Other players, mm. other players. But that was a brilliant experience for me. I'm just trying to show you what was going through my, my yeah. life at the time, right? Yeah. So all this was going for me. I'm thinking, right, Chelsea, what's going on? Mm. Lucky enough, uh, an agent came over and said to me, look, I can get you to another team. Blah, blah, blah. But it's up to you what you want to do. Same time, Steve Clark was assistant manager at Chelsea at the time to Mourinho, and he left to go to West Ham. Mm. Zola used to come to train us 
right? Trained the first team and trained the reserve team. I was already reserve team at that time. And, you know, I built a small relationship with Zola. So you saw what player he was getting when he went to West Ham. So then I moved to West Ham. Um, I'll, but, you know, before I leave that one, at Chelsea, our reserve manager was Brendan Rodgers. All right, Brendan Rodgers, who's now at Leicester. Yeah. He's not he's not his biggest <laughs> fan. He's his biggest fan. <laughs> uh, I know later on I'm, in your I'm, career, you I'm his big, too much Yes, I was gonna, that's why I, I wanted to say that part. Yeah. I'm probably missing parts here and names, mm-hmm. but I'll probably just come back quickly. Mm-hmm. Brendan Rodgers was his reserve manager, and he really helped me in my career at Chelsea, just learning the game, how I can be better, and stuff like that. He was a coach. He was a coach. Yeah. First and foremost, mm-hmm. he's a coach. That's why everyone really likes him. You don't really get anyone saying anything bad about him. Mm-hmm. Because he is, he deals with you as the man, as the person, and I feel like maybe he came from tough upbringing. That's why he can relate. That's what that's the feeling I got. Mm-hmm. That he yeah. he talked to you like he, he he knew you. He knew where you're from, mm-hmm. and and you know it didn't matter about your race or whatever. You see stuff like that. That's when I know it's genuine, and you know yeah. there's the nothing there. If he feels like I'm not on it, he will tell me straight, just like he would tell someone else. Yeah. He would tell Tom, and he would tell Frank. He would tell Deji. You know what I mean, he just mm-hmm. dealt with everyone the same. Mm-hmm. He was brilliant. He was brilliant for me. Um, but anyway, he was there. Another guy called Paul, Paul Clement was my youth team yeah, coach. Oh, you know, he, Swansea, he, yeah, he, he was at Swansea and he went to Reading. <laughs> so um, I had some coaches that have done well in their careers. So And a guy called Dermot, uh, Dermot Drummy, who yeah, died. Yeah. Um, he uh, passed away, unfortunately. Um, he was manager at Crawley. And he was, he's probably the one, he was my favourite coach. Okay. It was really sad for me when he passed away. Mm. He was my under-14s and under-15s coach. Him and Eddie Newton, who's a legend yeah. at Chelsea. Yeah. So, um, they were my coaches. But anyway, I left to, West, to go to West Ham. Um, you know, big move for me and my family. You know, a weekend after d- meeting the players. and one, you have to, I think you could tell I'm a bit of a confident lad, right? Yeah. yeah. So, I, I, I went in there. I wasn't really afraid. Because in my mind, I'm thinking, I've come from Chelsea. Yeah. So, in my mind, I'm thinking, I'm already, I'm, I'm ready. You know what I'm <laughs> even, 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 though, even though I'm not ready. Yeah. But in my mind, I'm ready. So, that in myself, I think helps me. But also can be a, a con. Because you look mm-hmm. like you're too too confident or yeah, whatever confident. but I'd rather be too confident than less confident of course, in yeah, my mind good. right yeah. mm-hmm. so I've gone I've gone there and the players took me well uh, the captain well not the captain captain now but a player called Mark Noble yeah, yeah. yeah. like proper legend West proper through through, proper through and through West Ham right mm-hmm. and he treated everyone brilliantly he treated me really well mm-hmm. I really got on well with him even now obviously we don't talk but obviously we're friends on Instagram and he'll message me every now and then mm-hmm. you know a bit of banner or whatever and I really appreciate someone like that he's done really well in his career Humble, very humble, mm-hmm. very humble. Because mm-hmm. people, people can go mm-hmm. either way, right? Mm-hmm. Scott Parker, best player at the club. Yeah, best player, most humble person you ever meet in your life. Mm-hmm. Scott Parker didn't mm-hmm. sp- hardly spoke, but when he spoke, he listened. Mm-hmm. Consistent, eight out of ten every week. That's mm-hmm. eight. That's high. <laughs> <laughs> that's high. That's high. It was eight out of ten every week. Yeah. I didn't yeah. understand it. Eight out, of yeah. eight out of ten every week. We lose four nil. He was at eight. <laughs> it didn't make sense to me. But, um, so we had people like him. We had my older brother Carlton Cole, um, yeah. who, who really like took me under his wing. So mm. that's probably gonna be a question with the ox. Yeah. But he, yeah. he he took me under under his wing. So be it show me the best restaurant to go eat at, or be it how to train and how to mm. be a professional, mm. how to be a first team player. Because I before that I wasn't a first team player. Mm-hmm. I was just youth team playing up. Mm. So, so how poignant was it when you made your Premier League debut coming well, off coming on? I was gonna say so early in the season. Mm. Uh, I played against Arsenal mm-hmm. my first game ever I started uh, live on BBC if I recall 
remember going back to my area, back to Deptford, and I used to get a trim in Deptford Market. What's <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, man, right at the end of Deptford Market. Right, I had a, bar, I had a barber right at the end of Deptford Market, yeah? But I snaked him that day. <laughs> I snaked him that day, and I went to another barber. It was actually a Jamaican barber. The one I went to go to is African one. I went to the gym again because my, my friends give me paper. She said, listen, your chin needs to be on point today. <laughs> <laughs> They're probably saying my chin went on point before, but I, went, I said, you know what? I'll go with this, these guys, whatever. I went in there. Obviously, they didn't know who I am. Not that they need to know who I am, but mm. I was the first timer there, right? Mm-hmm. I said, look, I've got a game on tonight. I'm going to be playing in it. And they, they laughed me off, but whatever. I went there. The next day, they said, did you see the game then? Yeah. Obviously, they saw the game. I started that game. Played against Arsenal. We scored first. The first goal, Diamante scored. Great player. Mm-hmm. Left foot. This guy can put. The, he can pull it anywhere. He pull it in. The, he pull it in the stanch. You pull it in the cousin of stanch. In, in the stanch. <laughs> <laughs> he was a top player. Put it in the top corner every time. Anyway, he ran through. Played. He, he could have played me a square ball to score. Literally, it's a square ball. If you know football, you know what a square ball is. <laughs> <laughs> Sweaty goals on FIFA. Yeah. You know <laughs> Just pass me the ball. I'll tap it in. Doesn't matter how nervous. It, I'll, even if I have to punch it, I'll punch it. In. <laughs> but he scored. He took it around the goalkeeper. Scored. Obviously, I'm celebrating, winning one nil. Fantastic. Um, then they, they scored that day it was Wilshire basically I played against Galas that day yeah. Van Marlen yeah. um, Wilshire was playing he was young though but we all knew he was a talent yeah. uh, Fran Merida Eduardo Eduardo yeah yeah exactly Fox Car- in the box Carlos yeah. Vela mm-hmm. Fabregas was on the bench I think he'd come on so it was 1-1 mm. and I come off last 15-20 minutes really happy with my performance didn't really touch the ball that much. I just ran my socks off. <laughs> ran my socks off. It was all a blur to me. So I can't remember taking anyone on or whatever. I remember getting a couple corners, crowd going crazy. It's my first team debut, right? And I'm thinking, this is mad. This is where I want to be. Mm-hmm. And I'm so lucky that I'm, I'm doing this. I wanted mm-hmm. everyone from Deptford to see this. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 so that, was, that was the feeling. I wanted everyone. Came off you thinking I've done a madness. No, I'm done <laughs> like right now, even if I touched it three times, <laughs> I, I'm live right now. You know what I mean? I'm live. You can't chat to me. I'm live. So I come off and then they scored last minute. They brought on yeah. Fabregas and all the big boys came on and scored. I was devastated. Mm. So obviously the replay would have been at the Emirates. Emirates just opened them. Oh, so my man, man I'm thinking, oh, this is, I'm, I'm off the bench. I'm thinking, boys, we're going to, we're going to Emirates. Like, mm. I'm buzzing. Mm. Obviously the young players were with me, Zavon Hines, oh, yeah. Junior Stanislas. Yeah. Mm. Like, we were the young boys then, mm. innit? Jack Collinson, mm-hmm. James Tompkins, yep, yep. that Palace now. We were young boys, innit? So we're like, yeah, man, we're going to the thingy. Then they score a heartbreak. We knew we weren't first team yet. We weren't playing. Mm-hmm. We're in the prem, do you know what I'm saying? So it was tough. Zavon was the one that actually played quite a lot. Zavon Hines and Junior Sansas. Mm-hmm. I came on every now and again. Mm-hmm. I think I played maybe 13 games, 13 appearances, or something like that. Anyway, season goes on, and I made my Premier League debut against Aston Villa away. Uh, I couldn't believe, obviously, I was starting that game. A couple of injuries to some players, and I, and I played. First half, I made a, one mazy run from like the halfway line, beat a couple of players bully someone put him on the floor <laughs> <laughs> went, went, went through I think it was Richard Dunn was the last defender mm. and Ginge uh, Collinson Collins. Collins sorry he's <laughs> uh, a top guy as well yeah. went back to West Ham and mm. stuff like that great player yeah, yeah. but I went past him and, and I got pictures of it obviously in my mind I'm thinking this is my this is my moment like whatever mm. so I'm through on goal I sky it goes <laughs> over goes high I remember seeing the ball going so high. <laughs> thinking to myself, how have I done that? Like this is because yeah. I've done all the hard work and I've skied it. And then it goes back to my point. Now you, you're in group chats, right? Yeah. You talk about how's he missed that? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That yeah, moment yeah, hit me there. Like yeah. thinking, no, it's easily missed, bro. Like it's easily missed. But that was <laughs> you, you don't talk about yeah. group chats or whatever. <laughs> you think he's dead. How's he missed that? 
but that was my that was my time at West Ham and my first year and Zola so Zola was unbelievable for me he was a coach mm. but he mm. wasn't so much a manager at the time I thought it's just my personal opinion okay. I feel like it was maybe not tough to deal with the whole group but he's such a nice guy yeah. that mm. sometimes like now I see managers I've seen it now more so I can see different types and what works and what doesn't work yeah. and I think with him he's just such a nice guy so everybody really wanted to play well for him Mm. But sometimes maybe he didn't need that fire. Yeah. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Every every manager Did has he join in training as well because so he, he was the best player. Yeah, when he trained, player. he was the best player. Yeah. <laughs> the best player. Best yeah. player. He used to do shooting, right? Shooting drill. And he always made me say, Look, Frank, you stay here, you train. You train and shooting. When he says that, I'm thinking, this is all I took it. <laughs> what am I going home for? I'm not going anywhere. So I stay here. He used to do two touch in the semicircle of the edge of the box. Someone fires a ball at you, you've got to control it, keep in that area in it, mm. and then shoot your two touches. This guy will win the competition every week <laughs> without fail. He used to train in the five O's, Mexican players flicking overheads. Flicking this guy is 40 years old, yeah, yeah, he's 40 years old. And how am I meant to come on, come on, and, and, and make a difference in the game when this guy's doing this in training? Like, I'm, I'm pathetic, <laughs> but that, that, that was my experience with him. Unfortunately, that year we got relegated. Um, got relegated, then he he he, he actually relieved himself from the job. Mm. So I'm leaving, whatever. And I think for me, that's my only sad point in my career one of my saddest points in my career that he mm. left because he's the one that really busts all the youngsters mm. he really wanted us to play Crazy. well mm. me Freddie Sears I forgot Freddie Sears oh, he's, like, he, he's at Ipswich now just unfortunately got injured mm. so he left and then um, we had Avron Grant oh, yeah. who, who mm. is the total opposite to Zola mm. right mm. You, you didn't hear him speak yeah he seemed you know like I mean? a gentle yeah, yeah he, I think he was more one. like he'll watch it analyse mm. and then give you his rendition of what's going on so with him it was difficult I went alone I've, I've probably you probably know I've been alone a lot of times I've yeah. probably had mm. 17 clubs yeah. yeah Um, I don't know if you've asked me about my club is every club but it was every <laughs> I experience I know there's a lot there's every yeah, yeah. yeah. Ooh, I went to Barnsley twice Barnes, yeah. Um, yeah. like you said I went to Gillingham twice yeah. Um, so I went alone quite a, f- mm. quite a lot of times that year and then Big Sam came and Big Sam obviously he's big Sam so he comes with big he comes with big uh, <laughs> he comes, no he comes with big like uh, reputation right yeah. he signed Kevin Noland he signed a few players Andy Carroll like he signed a lot of players mm-hmm. and put, you know I'm sure put them on good money this win the championship this year mm. we had John Carew we had Carl and Cole mm. Freddie Pickion these are the strikers I'm competing with Sam Bulldog Nicky Maynard Nick, mm. you know not to say who done it but players are coming in with Bentley rooftop you know what I mean? And yeah. I, I'm still driving my Audi. Yeah, you know, my yeah, Audi yeah, A, yeah. A, A1, I think it was. A3, sorry. A3. Mm. 10 years old. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Because yeah, yeah, yeah. I was still coming from a humble course, yeah. position. I wasn't on big money like all these boys were. Mm. Um, you know? So it was, I was still being very humbled every day going to training, but at the same time knowing that I'm, I'm, a, I'm in a Premier League team, man. Mm. I'm coming on. I'm, I'm doing all right. Uh, whatever. I went along, I think, near Christmas period, came back, and then I, I started against Derby. It's my only goal for West Ham. I come on and score. I, I started this game and scored. Mm-hmm. We lost the game 2-1. All the big boys came back and I never played the game. That year I left to go to Wolves. So my time at West Ham was very... It felt short, but it wasn't. It was three years. Mm. And I really enjoyed it. I was very lucky, privileged to be in that position. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I knew that what I'd done beforehand with Chelsea and stuff like that warranted my chance. Mm-hmm. You know, and my overall point with something that you lot were talking about earlier, how do the youth team players, you know, merge with the first team players? Mm-hmm. Because at Chelsea, it was very the same like Liverpool. Yeah. Youth, youth team trainer, mm. first team trainer. But the facilities were a joke, were, were ridiculous, <laughs> fantastic. Mm. 
but sometimes we used to go lunch in the first team building when you go there you're scared like you're thinking rah I'm with the first team players like this is unbelievable like I'm with Didier is there as she calls sitting there Lamps is, is doing runs around the pitch he's running around you like it's very humbling yeah. you know what I mean I, I remember my last year before I left there I trained with the first team quite a bit because mm-hmm. they were encouraging me saying look we want you to stay you're okay. a good young player mm-hmm. you know come train with the first team quite a bit when they had mm-hmm. their um, players who didn't play on the weekend mm-hmm. you go train with them I remember we, we just signed Ivanovic like, uh, first session he was I, a player, man. first session I, I bullied him I, I put him to the side <laughs> put, one, put one in the bottom corner I thought he no, no, yeah. he's a beast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he's solid. He's solid. still a beast, isn't it? But I came with a different mentality. I'm hungry. I want to. <laughs> yeah. I want to come do bits. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I, I really wanted to come so do bits. Whereas David was a bit cautious and thinking. Yeah. yeah. Don't get me wrong. Obviously, I'm sure David still was showing his, his qualities. Yeah. yeah. Of course. But yeah, of course, my, my my stance was I'm just, a, show you up, just a little bit different. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna go there. Show you. Even if I tackle you too hard, it's fine. Just send me back to the youth team. It's not. It's not a problem. I'd rather do that. Yeah, 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 I'd rather yeah. do that because yeah. I'm I'm training with a Nelka, bro. Mm. Makalele. Nelka, Makalele, Essien. They need to know my name at least for one minute. Do you know what I'm saying? They need to know my name for one minute at least. So when Essien and Mikel used to come and show me love and have a bit of banter with me, I used to think, rah. Like, they haven't banter with me. I played these guys on Pro Evolution. Back then it was pro, right? We weren't FIFA, it was pro. Yeah. So, you know, it's a very humbling experience with such world-class players. The best player there that in training was Deco. Deco. Oh, oh really? Deco. I, I think there were so many names, man. Wow. There's so, so many, many names. names like to mention. So Deco was the standout. I know you said uh, Gail Kakuta in terms of natural ability was the best player. I'm a bit biased with. there because when Gail came, I was his mentor because I speak French, right? Okay. And he's French. Mm-hmm. So we had to speak French every day. Mm. So that's personal for me. Yeah. But even about personal, players that play against him, they know they know Gilkuku. Yeah, yeah. 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 So he's yeah. ridiculous. But the first, best first team player, probably Joe Cole and Deco that I saw in training. Is that in terms of ability? Just ability. Oh, okay. Just ability. Like five O's, um, not match day. Mm. Five O's training technique. Damn, Them two were strings. Yeah. Ridiculous. Mm. Deco, ridiculous, mm. bro. Yeah, yeah. It's he, a magician. Uh, ridiculous. Obviously, the best players at the time were Lamps and mm. Lampard, sorry. Uh, John Terry, Ashley Cole, Jogba. They were the best mm-hmm. players. Mm-hmm. And you could they were the leaders. Yeah, yeah. free legends. Yeah. Free legends. And and they trained Spine. like they play. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't want anyone to tell you that they didn't train like they Lampard was doing the fart leg runs around the pitch. Maybe twice a week. Uh, yeah. Twi- yeah, twice a week. Wow. Bear in mind they're playing Champions League game midweek, they're playing yeah. league game. He's doing runs around the pitch after training. <laughs> when um, sweat to make him sweat. He's doing that. This guy's playing every week, bro. And that's my point. He doesn't need people, to do that. People, people don't, don't see, see this. this people don't see this. this. Everyone this talks is. about Lampard as being Lampard. a model pro. Oh, my. Like, listen. He tra- see how Jogba puts that free kick side foot in the stench or in the side netting against <laughs> Arsenal every week? He's got <laughs> yeah. every week, right? He's yeah. trained that all the time. All the time. Mm. Half an hour with Peter checking, Peter checks and go. He's pulling mm. in the box. He's pulling in the side netting. It's all training. They train really hard, these guys, isn't it? Mm. So I, that's why now when I banter them, I know most of them, they train really hard. So it's not, I can't bat them too much because I've, I've been there. Not been there, but I've seen it, sorry. I've mm-hmm. witnessed it. So I really appreciate it. And it was really humbling for me. And I think it's helped me in my career. Whether mm-hmm. I've played at high level or lower level, I'm still playing football professionally. I'm still a very lucky guy. Mm-hmm. Privileged to be right? making a living from the game. Exactly. Yeah. You know, 95% of the, percent of the population Correct. would love to be doing that. So Correct. You guys are in a fortunate position. Exactly. But also mm-hmm. I know I've got a talent, right? Yeah. So how do I implement that? I've got to take experiences from what I've learned mm-hmm. from before. Mm-hmm. And just use it in any way possible. Whether I've used it all the time or not, maybe I haven't, maybe I have. Mm. Maybe people say, if your ability should be playing higher or whatever. Mm. That's never here or there. Yeah. But where I am now, 
I could definitely say I've used some of it, definitely. Mm. And I'm very lucky to have seen that. Well said, Frank. Mm. I, I, I just have like two more questions that I wanted to ask on, on your career, Frank. The first one is um, uh, with regard to um, Chelsea. So obviously, you know, you've, you, you've made different decisions, big decisions in your career. And, and you're, you're, you know, you're where you are uh, at the moment, as you, as you said, you know, you're still playing, um, you know, uh, 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 a good standard. You know, you're making a, yeah, a, a coach living. Yeah, coaches though, yeah. Yeah, They're going uh, for the players. Uh, for, for, exactly, through, through the game. So looking, you know, there's, there's this saying that um, hindsight is twenty twenty. So looking back at your career, if you could go back and, 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 and do it all over again, would you follow the same process or would you change one or two maybe of the decisions that you made um, with your career? I'm thinking most notably with the whole decision to leave Chelsea and go to West Ham, for example. Would you have um, done that again if you had a chance to? So I, I, I love Chelsea. And I mm. really wish that I... It's not that I wish I stayed. Yeah. But if I stayed, I would have been as happy as when I went to West Ham. Yeah. Put it okay. that way, put it that yeah. way. So even one decision was I was happy with. Mm-hmm. It's just the path that I saw... You know, maybe I looked at it too like strategic. Yeah, maybe I looked at it too. I was planning it too much, mm. but I just saw that it was it weren't happening. Mm. Whereas now, I just feel like we were in the wrong time. Yeah, uh, in terms of young players, because no. literally Both three, of you. three or three or four years later, I'm looking at young players. They're they're playing Champions League football, mm. right? So mm. they're playing now an extra twenty games a year as a youth, as a young player. Mm-hmm. So you get more exposure to the first team. First yeah. team, I'm thinking, wow, this guy's he's, he's scored thirty goals yeah. rather than fifteen in, in twenty. Yeah, you, know, yeah, you, know, you yeah. get what I'm saying. They're playing Champions League games. Whatever team your Champions League team is playing, they play the same team. Mm. Stuff like that. Mm. Like all the Chelsea players that I've come through now, I'm thinking they're all great players, great potential, whatever. But we still had that same great players and great potential yeah. in, in my age group. Mm-hmm. But everyone decided to, we need to either leave Chelsea now. Or, you know, pack it in, literally, career-wise, yeah. if we're not going to get a contract at Chelsea. Mm-hmm. When you're thinking, now players, now players are staying at... If you stayed at Chelsea until you're 21, 22 back then, you looked upon as your reject. What are you doing here? Mm. Why are you still playing reserve mm. team football mm-hmm. at 21? Mm. But back then it was about, I need to play first team. Yeah. How quick can I get to the first team? Whereas now, players are going alone, left, right, centre, playing, staying there, to contracted to Chelsea, mm. to 20, 21, 22. And I feel like that's good. It's good development. I wish mm. that we had that mentality back mm. then, but we didn't. We just wanted to play first team as soon as possible. Mm. So that, I think that, that's, that's a, a big thing mm. um, for your youth players. Because in my mind, I'm thinking youth, t- youth team players now, or young players, they're getting, they're getting that chance now. Yeah. Back then, it was only Man United, Welbeck. That was it. Mm. Welbeck was the only one getting bust through my age group. He's, me and David's yeah, age group yeah, is yeah. Welbeck. That's it. Makeda. That, mm. That's it. Arsenal, mm. Wilshire. That's yeah, it. Yeah. Frimpong had a little spell as well. Frimpong, yeah. okay, Frimpong yeah. as well. Mm. But like, my point is, I can. It's hard for me to find names. Whereas mm. now, you know, you know all the twenty youth team players at Chelsea. You know them because mm. they're on loan at mm. big clubs. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know all the youth team players. Back yeah. then, mm. if you really wanted to know the young players, you had to be a Chelsea fan. Yeah. To, mm. to know yeah. to know about what we're doing or how our youth team is doing now. Youth team football now is on Sky Sports. They're busting everyone. Mm. So, yeah. and, and and in one final question before we move on to to, to the next topic, mm. um, I know obviously we, we, we spoke about you having loads of different loan uh, loan stints at different clubs as well. Mm. Um, the one in particular though that I I really want to understand a bit more about is um, the move to China. That's 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 a massive uh, thing, you know, and, and and I imagine obviously someone who it ha- has been brought up, you know, uh, amongst family around, you know, a very family orientated environment. Moving 
abroad to somewhere like China. This was before the, 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 the this was before the money. This was before China was seen as like a lucrative destination. So you know, you, you, I can say to a certain extent, you're a pioneer of that that kind of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll, so, I'll take that. Yeah. <laughs> so 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 talk us talk us through through that man. Like how how did that come about? What was what was it like, like being out in China, man? Like, was it a case that you were, you know, like the only black guy there? Like, was there a lot of a lot of stares? Like, how, how China, was it China was mad. Like, they will tell you the stuff I'll be sending into the group chat. <laughs> <laughs> mad. Like, like, all my all my expri- all my experiences there were were crazy, but um, in summary, it, it was a fantastic experience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How it came about, I was at Coventry on loan from Ipswich, mm. right. Um, I had two and a half years at Ipswich, enjoyed my time, but my final year, I went out alone to Coventry, had a good time, season ended well, we just survived on the final day, mm-hmm. I was actually playing with a young star right now, uh, James Madison, oh, for Leicester, it, what yeah, a player, who I actually tweeted that day, we survived, I said this guy's going to play for England one day, because I just knew the talent he had, mm. you know, just mm. like when I was at Barnsley, I played with a player called John Stones. Oh, centre back right? city, yeah. Yeah. And, I, yeah. and we all knew then he was going to be a joke. Yeah, do you know what I'm saying? So, I've just been lucky. I've been in so many places that I can say, I had this guy. Uh, I met yeah. this guy. I knew this guy was there. I knew yeah. this guy was there. So, anyway, back to the, the China situation. China was just it is very the, all their culture things are so different to any other culture you you can imagine. Mm. Out there, if they're queuing up to buy a ticket, a train ticket, it's first come first serve. They, they're running the queue if you turn your back they'll jump in front of you <laughs> like stuff like that. or they'll walk past you they'll spit on the floor right in, right in front of your feet wow. not, not, they're not aiming at you they get spitting <laughs> so yeah, for yeah. them they can spit anywhere yeah. do you understand you can, be in, you can be somewhere and the guy you can be with your partner or kids a guy who can start farting that you're giving it his best <laughs> his best fart he's <laughs> giving it his best fart he's even pulling faces that's what they do I'm, this is not anything against yeah, China course, or Chinese yeah, people yeah, it's yeah, just stuff like culture yeah, yeah. You know, and they, they will tell you the same obviously some people will say from China will be like it's not everyone that's like that of course it's not everyone that's like that but mm. I don't see that in England like that so yeah. understanding it's different yeah. it's a culture shock it's a culture shock right <laughs> yeah. so when I first signed there right, I went to go you know, negotiate the contracts the owner he, he liked to smoke cigarette, right? He liked to smoke cigarette, so. <laughs> I smoke cigarette. So he had a guy, right? Over there, when you're an owner, you're a bit like, you're an OG, like you're the yeah, main man, yeah, do you yeah, understand? Yeah. So you got loads of money, you got workers. You understand? Yeah. You got workers. He had a guy that would light up the cigarette and a guy that would hold a cigarette in his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Maybe, maybe we Matthew need this, this guy for sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That thing he puts in his mouth every game. Like, that must be tough on the lips, bro. But um, no, nah, he, he had a guy that would hold a cigarette from there and and and, and take it in and out of his mouth. I said, wow. I said what is what is this? <laughs> Me and my agent were sitting there thinking, bro, this is just what it's like. So yeah, and uh, uh, so anyway, I eventually signed after a few negotiations or whatever. Um, but out there, they they like to show what they've got. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So if you got money out there, because rich to poor out there is crazy. Yeah, yeah. You could yeah. be on a street where you're in Beijing, right? Where mm-hmm. I, I live close to Beijing, so you go to Beijing and you see so many, you know, unfortunate people who have no money or yeah. no ho- literally no homes, mm-hmm. sleeping on the streets or whatever. Kids dirty, face all dirty. Literally, what you think you can see on TV yeah. is what is what really? is out there, yeah. yeah? Mm. And then you have a guy just right past a Ferrari car. Or there's the best hotel in Beijing. Just there, so the homeless guy sitting outside of it. That's literally the contrast you'd see mm. in Beijing. So when you've got a bit, 
money or you know we call it peace if you've got a bit of peace out there mm. <laughs> that you you really you, you really show it off yeah. so this owner really showed it off he showed me all these restaurants everything and he really convinced me to say look it's run properly because it was it was a well run club and I thought if I'm going to go leave England now I think this is the best time for me I'm mm-hmm. still 24 I think I was 24 mm. 23, 24 so I'm still young enough to say look in my mind is what I was thinking I can yeah. come back to England and still have a career in England yeah. or if I do well in Asia then I stay in Asia mm-hmm. you know, people are you know there's players out in Asia you know that that just stay there they don't care about Europe at all of course. Mm-hmm. my team is very Brazilian dominated and African player dominated mm-hmm. out there and there's ballers out there I'm yeah, telling you there's yeah, players yeah. that can play minimum championship mm-hmm. and play Europa League anything you want they, they yeah, can do yeah, it yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. but they're happy because they're getting good money out there and they're not it's cheap to live out in China mm-hmm. especially in, in Beijing it's yeah. very cheap that's the capital by the way mm-hmm. Um, and Shanghai and places like that. It's lovely cities, really lovely cities. Yeah. If you're in a l- lucky enough, to, I was lucky enough to be in a good city, mm-hmm. so that that really helped my experience. So, um, so no, no, China was just a lot of culture shocks, but overall, it was good. We trained in the afternoon, every day, different England because it was too hot. Mm-hmm. And match days it was like 38 degrees, so it was ridiculously wow. hot. But I'm playing in front of yeah. 60,000. Mm-hmm. so uh, you know if you're playing league one in England you're playing against in front of 7,000, 8,000 yeah. mm, go yeah. to China now 60,000 for them it's not even, even half of them I'm sure they'll know what's going on <laughs> <laughs> but they come for the experience it's a show mm-hmm. you understand that's the way I saw it Yeah. so they used to have that and if they, even if they did understand what was going on I'm very thankful that I can play in front of 60,000 of course yeah. it's, it's, that's a blessing but yeah. so yeah Man, and, and, and you were out there at, at, by, by yourself so you obviously left your family and, and, and yeah. that back here so was that was that and obviously given the, the time difference and whatnot, it was that also quite a, a, my, a mom, yeah my mum was scared of me going out there mm. um, I'm sure as you can imagine her son has already been leaving there for 17 clubs now you're going to now you're going to China mm. it's mad so um, she was very wary of it I tried to make her aware look I'm fine whatever when my partner was there with me she felt a bit more secure but then my partner felt pregnant so we decided to have the child in England mm-hmm. uh, somewhere where we, we know the system and everything mm-hmm. just trusted that system mm-hmm. so she came back and I was there for literally eight months um, on my own and uh, it, w- it, w- it was crazy it's, tough, man. it's yeah. crazy but out there it's quite good because the foreigners they all link okay. right? so you make friends quickly you can go down the street within two hours you were spoken to ten different people okay. and they're mainly American and Canadians so then you become friends and then you play ping, you play table tennis and by the by the end of the week you got you got 20 friends <laughs> all on, on a thing called WeChat instead of WhatsApp they call it WeChat out there so it, it was very easy for me to get along with people mm. and just have my own experience and lucky enough I came back to England literally a week before my little one was born oh, that's, that's yeah, fantastic yeah. so I was happy to come back at the right time and obviously get back to English football mm. Man, honestly, I, I, we, we, we lose track yeah. of time so easily, man. Yeah. It's, it's so we easy to... We could go to, on man. and on we and could, on. We could, re- we could really... Um, uh, I, I guess there's, there's a few other things that I wanted us to, to get through. We might have to just um, like two. blitz through them really quickly. <laughs> We're going to have to blitz through them really, really quickly. Um, uh, first and foremost, um, let's look at the, 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 the most recent fixture from today. Boy, you're not going to start with Liverpool now. <laughs> 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 so 
Do you know what? With, with the li- so I, I I play fa- um, fantasy football, right? I was so gutted this weekend because obviously the, started, I, I, I missed the, ch- the 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 deadline, innit? And I just got mm. the the alert that Southampton and Liverpool were just about to kick off, and I was like, I was kicking myself because mm. I still had Aguero as captain, innit? Mm. <laughs> yeah, man. The one one definitely a, a week to forget in the fantasy football. <laughs> but um, so Liverpool obviously went away. St Mary's three uh, one win away from home. Uh, great uh, character to come back, 1-0 down. Um, and yeah, like like we always say, it's, it's, it's so important at the business end of the season to, to keep up the pressure, to keep winning. Um, and, and, and as Deji always likes to say, so that um, Liverpool can remain at the summit of the Premier League. <laughs> you know? um, but yeah, really quickly, guys, your thoughts on the game? What, what, what are your um, yeah, we, we started off slow. Um, mm. St Mary's is a tough ground. Um, Ralph Hassan Hutto has done a great job there so far. Um I think people, you know, pinned this game as one of the most difficult tests for Liverpool mm. um, f- throughout the rest of the season. And I think we saw that in the opening 20 minutes. I think Southampton were really pressing Liverpool. And to be honest, Liverpool took it took a while for Liverpool to get to the grips of the game. Mm. Um, sloppy in midfield. I mean, Fabinho and Naby Keita were nicked on the ball mm. quite a few times early on. Um, Southampton went 1-0 up. Mm. Um, it was a catalogue of errors. Um, stemming from I think Joel Matip there was a gap that emanated mm. in the middle and then they flicked it on and Shane Long scored his 50th goal um, Liverpool started you know feeling their way into the game but mm. were pretty fortunate not to go 2-0 down mm. um, I think Shane Long should mm. have tucked in another one but he completely missed it mm. then Van Dijk just you know scooped it over for a corner and then um, I think Liverpool settled down I think Van Dijk was telling the boys to calm down, like pass the ball, work the ball. Um, Keita started putting a stamp on the game. And the front three started to, you know, mm. get their movement um, going and the full-back started bombing on. Um, the goal came from a Trent Arnold cross and it was an expert header from Keita to get his first Premier League goal of the season. Mm. Um, then, yeah, after that, you kind of thought, mm, Liverpool are going to go on to win this game. Um second half again it was like a mirror image of the first half Mm. so Southampton came out flying they didn't really create anything but they had energy and and, you know a lot of will about them Liverpool settled the second half down and then you you only saw one winner Mm. and um, I've made a point for a few weeks that when you're going for a title you need players that haven't contributed throughout the season to now step up and be counted Mm. Naby Keita stood up Mm. with his first goal of the season. Mm -hmm. Mo Salah recently has Mm. been missing. Mm -hmm. And and for him to have the confidence to run half the pitch... Mm, I was saying, pass the ball, pass the ball. Dead was screaming, pass the ball, pass the ball. (laughs) But what does a world-class player do? They they decide big moments. Mm -hmm. People say, oh, you're only playing Southampton, but this is the biggest moment in Liverpool's season. Mm. And I mean, the finish was world-class. The goalkeeper thought he was going to finesse it and do his traditional finish, but he swapped it round and went into the far post of the keeper mm. and he hit the post and went in. And then I was saying, Dej, I was telling Dej, like, I don't want to see Henderson and Milner playing together <laughs> on the same pitch again because I called that the Brexit midfield. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I did they prove me wrong? And, and that's what I was saying on Counter Attack Podcast that there's a reason why Henderson plays mm. on the managers. There's a reason. He might not be the most talented, mm. 
Mm. He might not, you know, be the most, you know, technical gifted, but he has guts and he has heart. Mm. And that third goal summed it up. Mm. He ran from one side of the pitch all the way to the other side and slotted home to make Liverpool win 3-1. Mm. And for me, I think I think that's where the where the title race kind of swung in Liverpool's favour. Because mm-hmm. I think that was the game that a lot of, especially Man City fans, thought Liverpool would probably drop points mm. in. Yeah, I mean, Jurgen Klopp came out and said that Liverpool are mentality monsters. I mean, this is the third league game in a row where they've had to overcome adversity. Mm-hmm. You know, at Fulham, Van Dijk and Alisson made the error. Against Tottenham, they conceded a goal 1-1 and they scored late. Mm-hmm. And um, on Friday, again, we saw them come from behind and, you know, win the game. And I think Liverpool are showing a different side to their arsenal. In recent Liverpool title runs, we've seen them, you know, wilt under pressure. But this Liverpool team have a different feel to them. Mm. And, you know, they keep, you know, it's from over from City... They win games, then Liverpool win games. So it's a bit of a mentality ding-dong battle. Mm. And I think that it's going to be interesting to see who wins the title. Mm. But one thing I will say is that whoever doesn't win the title, they didn't bottle it. This is just the standards they're setting is so high. I mean, this season we've seen the two best teams and also the two worst teams in the league. Because I think Huddersfield (laughs) and Fulham are the two worst teams that the Premier League's ever seen. Mm. So it's going to be interesting to see how it pans out. But Liverpool are nicely poised there to mm. see if United are going to slip up because, yeah, City mm. are going to slip up because City's game in hand is against, is against United, United yeah. away. The and they're looking like they're test. struggling for top four as well. Mm. So it's going to see it's going to be interesting to see how it all pans out. Yeah. It's very, very good. Okay, cool, man. And obviously the other big game this weekend um, or big uh, result was um, with regards to um, Everton and, and, and Arsenal. Now, when we were talking about in previous weeks... Um, <laughs> The, 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 the landscape of the top four and who people are most confident will finish in the top four. Arsenal was 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 one that generally people felt uh, would be comfortable because of the fact, obviously, they seemingly have the easiest run, um, albeit most of the fixtures are away fixtures. And, and, and you know, in, in, in recent years, Arsenal haven't necessarily travelled uh, very uh, well. They get homesick. <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 so. Um, I guess I just wanted to ask you guys' opinion on on the game, um, but also what that means in terms of um, the top four for for Arsenal. Um, you, you, do you do you do you guys believe that they're still going to finish in the top four? Or I think it's uh, Tottenham are third now; they're yep. a point above yep. above them, um, and and Arsenal are level on points with Chelsea. Happily. Yeah. 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 Um, so yeah. So what? Uh, over. Over to, to to you know David. David and Frank. What what are you you lot's thoughts on it on it um, on the result and and obviously top four. No. I think I think Chelsea t- and Tottenham are going to take the last two two spaces. Mm. Chelsea really. Some people was punctured. So what Chelsea team do you support, David? I support Chelsea. Okay. Oh, cool. so <laughs> there we go. There we go. I support Chelsea. Mm. Yeah. But yeah, I think Chelsea and Tottenham are going to take mm. the last two spaces. I, I think United are taking one one spot. Yeah. <laughs> so you lot can talk about the other spots. <laughs> All I care about is United, really. If I, I, I hope United get one of the spots, but I actually really think they will. They yeah, but will it seems that Oli's wheels are starting to fall off. Pe- yeah, potentially. But <laughs> <laughs> potentially, potentially. But I, no, I, I still feel the feel-good factor was still kicking um, in these last few games. I feel like mm. the, Man- the, Man City, the, the Manchester derby mm. will be a catalyst for that. You know, I... Mm. I, I I believe City will drop points that game. 
just my just what I think whether they do or not I still think United will put a good performance on mm. I think they'll just give it everything mm. it won't be a tentative performance like we've seen yeah, no uh, before under, mm. under, under Mourinho mm. so I, f- I feel like United got a good chance and I think Arsenal I don't think Arsenal will finish up for yeah, again, yeah. Uh, even even though they have no, quote, unquote, the easiest, the yeah, easiest fixture run, they've got because everyone else has to play. Away games, isn't it? But they've got, they've got five away games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And still I got Watford, still got Wolves. Yeah, yeah I saw games, them today, and, yeah. I, and I had no confidence. I don't again. trust Arsenal. Their defense home. read its ugly head yet again, and I just I can't see them winning away from home. This is what this is the problem I have with Arsenal. They play Meza Özil home game against Newcastle. He looks the part. Then you play him away from home against Everton and he goes missing again. Yeah, like, this is the problem is that Una Emery has yeah, with Ozu and it was poor and I think their top four holds that club, up. That club, man, is tough, man. Listen, they got a player leaving and they've made him captain for a new lot of games. Ramsey's mm. leaving and he's captain. Mm. What, what message is that? I don't, mm. really, I don't really understand what's going on there. That's, that's tough mm. to, to watch as an outsider, let alone you're one of the players mm. that's in there. Mm. Ozil plays really well the other day. I watched the game. He was was sensational form once again mm. but then again like you said today I didn't watch the game but if he was missing he was missing <laughs> yeah. that, that, that's, that's, that's what a magician does right right so he's the magic man right so he goes missing apparently he threw his jacket and he thought that would disappear as well but he <laughs> <laughs> live on the Sky Sports so nah man I don't, I don't know I just don't think Arsenal can can produce enough away from home that would probably be their downfall and that's the thing with Arsenal I mean Emery's trying to put his stamp on the team but every now and then that old Wenger factor looms over them and we see a Wenger performance and that's what it was today unfortunately I still, I still I hate when people say that though what? about 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 you say Wenger I say Wenger you say Wenger yeah mm. so uh, Wenger um, they, they keep saying that it's a Wenger performance what what is a Wenger performance? Yeah, what I'm trying to say, I'm what sorry I'm to say, say as much as I respect Arsene Wenger. Yeah, yeah. what's the Wenger performance though? A tepid, flaky performance. No. But he's, be, he's, be, he's been he's been the same. It's just that his plays are different over the years of period. Do, do you get what I'm saying? So like you know, the, you know, his first tenure, right? He had he had a certain style mm. of player. Vieira, mm. Ari, everyone is tall, legged, mm. blah blah blah. Then he went to the Fabregas's of the world. Mm. Small right? Arshavin, all that. Mm. That's his style. So he's had two styles. So whether it's I think when, when people style, say 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 Wenger performance, I mean when you look at the remit of how Arsenal used to lose games, right. they're going to away games and they can't handle the intensity right. and they get blown away. Yeah. Everton should have won by three goals today. I'll right, tell you that right. now. Arsenal were shocking. They were shocking. Mm. Right. Is that Wenger's fault? I need to know because you're saying he's a bigger type of woman. He's He's in Monaco right now. What what the point is is that old habits die hard, and Wenger's imprint. It's tough, bro. Emery's trying to implement his own methods, and because Wenger's been there for so long, sometimes those plays revert back to type, and that's what we're trying to kind of. Fair enough. So let's say because you you've played it, you've played Palace, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so your manager taught you how to play football a certain way. Mm. New manager comes in. Now you're you're losing games. Are they going to be blaming the old manager or can they blame you? Uh, do, do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah I understand your so context. It's tough to just yeah. keep saying Wenger. Yeah, yeah. Mustafi's Mustafi, bro. <laughs> 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 you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, but and, and that's the point we're trying to make. Emre needs time to, to get rid of his these own players. Yeah, and, uh, right. I'm not saying that Mustafi's the goal. I'm just saying Mustafi's Mustafi, right? Yeah. And he needs to I'm go. Saying <laughs> go. I'm saying he needs to go, please. First plane back to Germany, please. I'm not saying he needs to go, but I'm saying the players are not Emre's players. So I understand that. 
yeah. Okay, so to round it up really quickly, I want to go around the room. To your top four come the end of the season, in order. First to fourth. Go, let's start with you, Dej. What I want is Liverpool. That's a fence, yeah. Liverpool, City, um, Arsenal, Man United. Okay. What's your top four right. in um, order? Not what you want, what you're confident will happen. Liverpool, mm-hmm. City, Tottenham, Arsenal. Okay. Um, Liverpool, City, Tottenham, Chelsea. Ooh. <laughs> I think uh, City. Uh, so you think City are going to win the league? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know Liverpool. I can't accept Liverpool. <laughs> Why not? I can't, man. I'm United, bro. I'd rather City win it, bro. Big red thing. I'd rather City win it. But I actually do think City will win it. Um, I still think it will be by one point. Okay. Yeah. So I think City will win. Uh, City will win it. Sorry, City, Liverpool, um, Tottenham, mm-hmm. Man United. That's what. That's what I think. Okay. Interesting. All right. Now, now we're obviously coming to the to the end of the the, the, the the pod, but we can't sign out obviously without our favorite segment, which is prospects of the week. Um. So I want to ask you guys. You know, as as always, let let me know who do you feel was the the senior player which was which was playing. Like a prospect, like they like they were playing on their debut with baggy touches, overhead crosses, <laughs> you know. And 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 obviously, you know, you don't, you're not limited to just players. It, it could be a, a manager, who, whoever. Who, who you guys have as your your prospect of the week this week? Who's who's got to take it? Um, I'm gonna go with Begovic. Okay. Um, man, he was playing like he was making his debut today. <laughs> I mean, yesterday, <laughs> you know, fumbling balls, um, getting on the corners, mm. making a clangor for the for the third <laughs> goal. It's just it was an awful performance. And mm. to be fair, I don't want to only mention Begovic, but I think Eddie Howe as well needs to take a long hard look in the mirror because mm. I love him mm. but I see a Bournemouth team that is now stagnant mm. and that was the first time I've heard booze uh, after a home game mm. in his tenure so mm. it's going to be interesting to see if he can turn it around because right now the current form is not it's not good enough mm. and I'm his biggest fan Yeah, and the thing about yeah. Begovic was just recently reinstated to the Bournemouth team mm. he had a spell on the bench mm. I think they put Boruch mm. the Polish oh, keeper in goal yeah. And he's just been recently reinstated. So, yeah, things are looking, you know, as Eddie Howe hit a plateau at Bournemouth. He's mm. been there for several years. So has it gone stale? Yeah, has, it Even gone, has the milk gone stale? Yeah, mm. so it's looking... His recruitment yeah. has been very questionable. I mean, why are you buying Dom Solanke for 20 mil? Mm. What's mm. he done? Mm. What's he done? Tell me. Yeah. <laughs> and they bought Chris Mepham from, I think, Brentford. I mean, he bought the one well. Premier League goal mm. and you're spending 20 mil on this player. Come on. What, what are you thinking? I think it's been hot and cold because obviously he's brought in players like Brooks and, and, yeah, he's and been Frazier good. and these kind of mm. players. Are... He's, he's renowned for bringing young players in mm. that, that, that play well, sorry, and, and turn their career into mm. a I'll, special one. He's I'll a bit say a form of over, like, overachieving. Anyway. No, but they spend money. That's I would so, say that, but they spend a lot mm. of money. Yeah, their stadium's still small. They don't... Yeah, yeah so still... they can't get much revenue from their stadium. Like, mm. how much would I think you'd be surprised, like you said, I think because you, you see their stadium is small, really? you think that they're not. But they're, they're actually, they're, mm. but they're actually spending a lot of money. Mm. Jefferson Lerma was how much? Twenty four. Yeah, mm. over twenty mm. mil. Mm. Solanke. They got a good squad though. They actually mm. got a good squad. 
if Burnley, like can, if Burnley can do what they did that year last year mm. uh, Bournemouth could do that as well a similar, a similar mm. thing of course, of course. on paper of mm. course it on paper doesn't take you take you anywhere um, and my problem with Bournemouth is that they always lose in the same manner mm-hmm. you know away from home they're gonna open up and they're gonna get their pants pulled down. Like, <laughs> like yeah. you time. attack, we attack, yeah. and they'll and come it, up second That's not best. gonna work. I do think we need to give Solanke a chance. Let's give him a chance. Mm-hmm. He's a young. He's a young player. Been bought for a big price tag. Mm-hmm. In this day and age, everything is twenty mil, thirty mil. Mm-hmm. If you're gonna buy someone from Liverpool, mm-hmm. so they're gonna it's, 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 it's forget the price tag. Let's just see what his product is. If he's mm-hmm. not producing, then let's drop down. The thing is, is that I don't see him starting. That, that's mm-hmm. the problem. Unless Callum Wilson, Josh King, it's tough. So you're right, maybe they shouldn't have bought him. Maybe mm. you're right. Mm. Mm. So is it is it universal then? Does anyone no, think got, that Begovic is, is the, the... I've got my own prospect. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. Please, yeah sorry, what's your my prospect? My own prospect is a manager again. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Lucien Favre for um, Borussia Dortmund. Mm. I mean, we saw a top of the table clash in Germany. Mm. Bayern Munich versus Dortmund. Uh, everyone's eyes were glued on the TV. Mm. We wanted to see a top of the table clash. And what happens? Bayern Munich thrashed them 5 <laughs> nil. Terrible. Terrible. I mean, like, come on, this is meant to be one of the European um, prestigious leagues. Mm. And we're seeing the top two, one of them blow the other way. Well, we yeah. see this in England with Liverpool City. I think it'll be a closely contested yeah, game. Yeah. yeah. And also, I want to give an honourable mention to um, Diego Costa as well. At, at <laughs> I mean, that I was another said. top of the table clash. <laughs> And apparently it was insulting the referee's mum. <laughs> <laughs> he's looking at eight That's game ban. Like <laughs> That's not like him. <laughs> so he's looking at eight game ban. This was a game. This was a game where they could win. Then the gaps reduced to five points. Mm. Now the league's done. It's eleven points. Yeah, Good night, Vienna. That's yeah. it. So he gets an honourable mention as my prospect of the week. Fair play, fair play. And, and you guys, have you guys got any... I'm going to go with Dej on Diego yeah. Costa. <laughs> 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 no, I, I, I love Costa, but man, he's, he's wild. Man. Yeah. He plays on the uh, edge. Let's, let's be honest, he's, he's done out here. <laughs> <laughs> I even think he does it on purpose. So I'll go Diego Costa as well. I'll go... Um, I don't want to mention officials because I've, I got suspended recently for... <laughs> 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 I got done three games and a fine for talking oh, to God. officials. Mm. But that that decision that Cardiff got dealt with the other day oh, was tough for them mm. against Chelsea. Oh yeah, the offside goal. Was yeah, terrible. Yeah. and I plus mean, it's killing my well, Man United. <laughs> you know what I mean, but it was. I think that was tough on a team that's trying to fight for yeah. staying up. Yeah, and of course. I've got I've got a mate that plays for Cardiff, so I want them to do well as well. Mm. And that was tough for them. They played really well that night mm. as well. I've really taken to to Neil Warnock this season. Yeah. He's someone that I wasn't his biggest fan, but yeah. my whole perception of him has changed. Mm. Yeah, he wears and his heart on his sleeve. Yeah. Yeah, so mm. And the thing about these smaller teams, they don't want much. They just want a fair shake. Mm. Mm. They don't want much. They just yeah. want the game to be played on the even kill. Yeah. But we keep seeing like the bigger clubs getting the benefit of the doubt. Mm. And that wasn't a case of VAR. That was just incompetence. Mm. I mean, that's just someone not doing their job properly, and sure. they deserve something from the yeah, game. They left lie, to, to be fair. You saw the angle that they they put it on, and his 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 view got blocked. Like it's mm. it's difficult, man. Mm. This is milliseconds that we're dealing with. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, no, it's, it's, it's tough. It's tough. tough it always seems to happen to the small teams. Of course, of course. Of that's course. what I'm saying. Most times, and that's mm. not coincidence. Mm. I don't think. But they're on the back foot more, so of course they're gonna get correct. Yeah, that's true. That's true. You're right. You're right about that. But still, whether you're back foot or not, it's it should be a level playing field. Regardless, it's tough. Yeah, I just want to like touch on um, Manchester City. 
they obviously got through to the final. We saw Kevin De Bruyne do that lovely ball into mm. the corridor of uncertainty. Then Gabriel Jesus just slotted it in. Mm. So well done to them. And obviously the other Premier League games as well. Palace going away to um, Newcastle that's and winning. Win, yeah. Wolfred mm. Zaha, he just keeps on doing it. Winning mm. penalties. I think that's his they're, sixth penalty. Yeah, they're, they're virtually season. safe now. Mm. Mm-hmm. I mean, Burnley winning as well. Mm-hmm. So Credit Sean Dyche. Yeah, he's yeah. doing a terrific job. So, yeah, I think the relegation battle, I think and that's... Dead. You don't want to mention Brendan today. Brendan Rodgers again. Who did they play again? The worst ever team the Prem's ever seen. But again, they went away from home 4-1. We're starting to see his style of football being implemented. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, with Frank's old colleague. My boy scored a free M- kick as well. Madison. Yeah, Madison. And they need to sign up that Tillis, man. ASAP. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Jamie Vardy at the double as well. Yeah. Scoring against his old teammate, Ben mm. Hamer. So, yeah, those were the Premier League games. So, I think the relegation thing's virtually... It's I think it's, yeah, Cardiff. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. also for Cardiff, another blow for them is their tallies, man. So, Bamba, he got ACL. That's massive for them. So... Mm. You know, I think that's it for the Premier League. And mm. yeah, so it's going to be an FA Cup final against um, Man City against Watford. Yeah. 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 How can we not mention the game today? Well, that def- turnaround. <laughs> to know up. Yeah. Mm. Delefeu. You know what's funny? At the beginning mm. of the game, when I didn't see Delefeu, I was saying this is a poor managerial decision. <laughs> but now I'm eating my words because he got, came on, changed the game Made around, got injured, yeah. got off. And I, won told the game. You, I told you you can play for top six. Yeah, he showed that he today, but can he do this consistently? Mm. We saw this at Everton as well. He's, yeah, like a, flash he's, like a, ro- he's a rotation player. You can't be playing him every week. He should be a yeah, supplement can, yeah. to what you have. Mm, he can and play in the top six. I take him at Liverpool. He can play in the top he could, six, he could, but he, he can't start like every week. Yeah, 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 yeah just mm. drip feed him in and out mm. of action. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's that got the ability, man. He's got the ability, man. He's got Barcelona. Yeah, he's well scored. Yeah, yeah. Exactly, man. So, unfortunately, listeners, I think Liverpool end at the summit of the Premier League. So that's that's all we've got time for. Honestly, we man, we we lost track of time. So apologies for the time. I'm sure our listeners will make an exception. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's it, man. It's not every day, you know. We're we're, we're graced by uh, by such guests, man. So uh, again, I just want to say a massive thank you to both of you, man, David and Frank. It's it's been great to it's been great to have you have you on board, man. And 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 you know you're 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 part of the 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 beautiful game family, family, man. Extended family. So you're more than welcome to to come on uh, on on board again in future. Also, uh, I'd like to add good luck in the season. Yes. Yes. I know you've got like Thank five you. or six games. Yeah. Hopefully, you five can make games. that promotion push towards the playoffs. And David, I'm sure you lot will be fine, man. Yeah, that win against Berry, <laughs> you scoring that goal. Yeah. I think you guys should be safe. So, good luck for the rest of the season. Cheers, guys, yeah, I told you every time I play, man, I always beat him. Every time I play, came Maybe five times, yeah, six yeah. times. It's been yeah. mad. When he was at Newport last year, yeah. I played him three times, he beat us three times. Yeah. This year, after game, post game, it's, it's tough. <laughs> <laughs> it's the group chat, innit? After the game, the group chat's popping. We hope you enjoyed coming yeah. on. Nah, it's yeah. Yeah. a pleasure yeah. having yeah. you guys. Yeah, yeah, man. And before, great stuff, man. And before we sign out, I just want to remind everybody if you haven't already, Please follow our Twitter handle at podcast underscore TBG. Make sure you share the episode with your friends, your family, your work colleagues. And as we always say, let's continue to grow the platform together, man. Thank you very much, listeners. Over and out.
Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 